You're listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Spooky, the horrifying podcast where every week we tell three stories, all of them spooky. I'm your host, Jesse Ghouls Just Wanna Have Fun McIntyre, and I think razor blades in candy is funny. I'm your other host, Lynette Thomas. Wait, no, fuck. I fucked it up. Hold on. I'm your other to... Fuck. Your other toast. (laughs) I'm your... (laughs) I'm your other host, Lynette... Call me mummy. Get it? Mummy. Okay. Thomas. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I, I think that um, um, the Fear Street series is a really good Halloween series. Everyone should check out. It is good. We've talked about it on the show. We okay. talked about it last week. I actually think we did talk the, about it last which, week. Which, that'll be out of order. But yeah, we mm-hmm. did talk about it last week. Okay. Um, I'm your other other host um i didn't think of a middle name that's okay think of one real quick and then i don't know i like i tried to uh let's think real quick. Uh, stacy stone cold killer stark <laughs> i dig it okay all right i'm your other other host stacy stone cold killer stark <laughs> that's so stupid um <laughs> and uh something that i think is bad um is people worshiping the devil Ooh, that's a bad hot take mm. yeah. i don't think i agree with that oh well okay well why do you why do you think <laughs> <laughs> why do you think that's bad like i mean i guess how do you think it's bad um i i mean i guess um <laughs> i mean there's the whole story i told the last two weeks in a row you know yeah it's there's nothing nothing good comes of that it's like it's it's just like it permeates everything you know like good and evil also anton levey is kind of a dick um i think that um the idea of a of the devil like as he stands is Mm -hmm. is you know different for like what he symbolizes is different for everyone so like you know like hedonism like people who practice that you know is technically a kind of satanism but you know um i think there's just varying degrees like i don't really believe in spirits affecting the world so much uh so i I don't know i don't i just don't think that i think that worshiping the devil can be good sometimes or like have good people have good intentions with it mm-hmm. sometimes i don't disagree with that but i think that once i get into my story Ooh. you might learn why it's a bad thing oh i'm excited mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you say the thing oh. Why don't you spin us a, a yarn made of cobwebs? Because oh. <laughs> it's spooky. All right. I'm going to weave you a spook. Um, so this is the story of Cindy James. Has anyone ever heard of Cindy James? No. I no. can't say I have. Okay. Um, Cindy was the oldest of six kids. Uh, she lived in Richmond, Canada. Um, so like already a mark against her, you know, that's not a real place. That's what I was saying. But, um, she lived in Richmond, Canada, uh, at, at 19 years old, she got married, uh, and like kind of left her 
childhood home. I didn't really read in my research too much about like how she grew up. Stuff comes out later in the story that I may get to, but um, I can't. I can't really can't really determine how her childhood was but there were six kids um i know that anyway in 19 she got married to a doctor uh the doctor's name was roy make peace oh goodness what a great name that's a crazy name it's I mean, almost like you made that up yourself yeah like, it's dog what? it's a wild name but like it's it's a good one like yeah. if i came across that guy in the story you know yeah. that basketball player was it a basketball player i think so or a football player who changed his name to meta world peace um no. never heard of him no that's what roy reminds me of mm. like anyway i think he shot himself in a dick in the dick too not make the football peace, player but the football huh. or basketball player on purpose he was like a crazy person no he like put like had a had a gun in the okay gun safety tip just real quick Note your clothing when you're taking your gun out. Uh, don't try to put your gun in the sweat and like in your sweatpants, like like in just like tuck it in the sweatpants because sweatpants are loosey goosey and you know. You I feel might like you're not really supposed to tuck guns in your pants. Like that's what holsters are for, right? That is what holsters are for. You can tuck guns in your pants, like. It's uncomfortable. I don't know why you would do it, but I mean, people do. It's it's a way to get them around. It's actually, I mean, it's better than like putting it in your pocket or something, mm. you know. Um, it's but how you anyway, shoot your butt off because he he shoved it in his uh, in the waistband. I I think he was reaching for it at a nightclub and shot his dick. Oof. So that sucks for him. Anyway. Um, so Cindy married Roy Peace, uh, Roy Makepeace, Jesus, uh, when she was 19. He was 18 years older than her, so already the ick, the ick was had. Um, she was a nurse, um, and she loved working with, like, kids, so that's a lot of her nursing was, like, her in Canada working, um, with children, um, in, like, the foster care system or, or, uh, kids who were, like, in juvenile facilities. She did a lot of her work there. Um, in 1982, uh, Cindy and her husband divorced. Not a lot is known about the details of the divorce. Like she, when it comes to her, she, I, um, from the stories, like her sisters and shit say, they, they basically say like, okay, she just wanted to like leave the marriage and go on and start a new life, which makes sense. Because she was 19 when they got married. I don't know how long they were married, but um, nobody wants to live with an old man. <laughs> like, you know that what I mean? That sounds terrible, yeah. In the, in the prime of their life. So um, so she she gets a, gets a house and she gets settled into her new life. And then strange things started to happen. She would get strange phone calls and like threats. Like somebody would call her phone and then a raspy voice would be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I can see you and like shit like that. Um, can I just, I feel like that's just kind of hack. Like, can we come <laughs> up with something more original than I'm going to kill you, bitch? Like, yeah, just put some work into it, you know, um, effort. Then, uh, she w would also receive like strange, uh, like serial killer letter collages type things that would be like, you know, it would like have like 
you know, the cutout letters from magazines. Um, sure. that would yeah, say, like a ransom note. Yeah, that would say, like, I see you. And then would also involve, like, just weird images. So it'd be, like, um, a picture of, like, uh, a dude, like, holding a knife or a lady being choked or something like that. See, like, that's what like I'm talking about. Like a little, just spice it up a little. A little pizzazz. Mm-hmm. Um, she eventually went to her parents and ter- told them about this, and they told her to go to the police. But the police do nothing, as the police are wont to do. Mm-hmm. Their harassment continues, um, but becomes more like graphic. Like the images that were on the letters just became like more graphic. The things that the guy would call and say on the phone became more explicit, etc. Um, um, Cindy. Cindy's demeanor begins to change um, and her her parents and siblings would say that like, you know, she was just somebody who just filled the room with like light and joy whenever she, you know, she walked in. But they saw her becoming a little like, you know, paranoid and frazzled and like they noted that she kind of wasn't, you know, sleeping as it looked like she was just tired, sure. like wasn't sleeping as much, all that stuff. Um uh, Cindy found, uh, during this period of time, Cindy found three dead cats <gasps> hanging in her garden. Um, when she discovered the cats, she uh, she went to like run into her house and noticed that her porch lights had been smashed. Um, and that her, f- and then she went to go call the police and realized her phone lines had been cut. Shut up. Yeah. Um, she began to realize uh, that instead of the letters like the letters were originally like mailed to her house and then they started to like some being mailed some having like no postage meaning that whoever dropped they had just been dropped off and then she started to find um they were being placed on her doorstep (gasps) yeah she had a friend named agnes who was married to a dude named tom um agnes went to visit Cindy one night but didn't but Cindy didn't answer the door she was clearly home because her car was in the driveway but Cindy was like oh whatever I'll let myself in through the back door um, because sometimes Cindy likes to take like long baths at night so she's probably just in the bathtub so she goes and walks around the house and she sees Cindy like hiding behind her house Um, and and Agnes then sees uh, that there's black nylon stockings wrapped around her Sydney's uh, Cindy's neck oh, no. and um, so she gets her you know she she gets her free um, she basically she was like hey like what the fuck happened obviously so Cindy said that she was in the garage and like rooting through some boxes and someone came behind her and attacked her and like strangled her with the nylon stockings and she said she didn't see the person, but they were. She did look down and see they were wearing white sneakers. Um, and then when Agnes like knocked on the door, it scared the person off. So Cindy like ran from the garage and like hid in the back of her house. Oh my god! Yeah. So um, Cindy stays at at her house after this incident, which is so dumb. A little bananas to me. Yeah, but we'll kind of get into that as this unfolds. I imagine this is going to be a common theme tonight: is people leaving, not leaving when they should have. You know, is definitely one in my story. I mean, I don't necessarily. Oh, actually, you know what? I do have. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So 
Cindy still stays at her house um, after this incident. Uh, letters uh, continue to arrive. She also had raw meat delivered. Like the person just was nice. delivered raw meat to her house. And they also tried to like strangle her dog. Aww. Like she came home and found a rope tied around her dog's neck. And him just like dangling uh, on the porch. But the dog was fine. The porch, yes, the dog is fine. So it seems like this person, at the very least, is not very good at their job. Yeah. You know? They've failed to not only kill, what's her name again? Cindy. Cindy, but they've also failed to kill Cindy's dog. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I I completely agree. And we'll get into, we'll kind of get into that. Um, So... Uh, one of the things that occurred um, while she's being harassed or whatever is that the harassment would like stop for periods of time, you know, like a month, three sure. months. And then she would be like, oh, OK, well, now I can live normally again. And then it would start again. Um, she let's see. Um, she was uh, keeping a journal. She's she had always kept a journal, but you could tell, like in reading her journal, that during this time period, you see her mental state declining. Like mm-hmm. what she's writing, like she's going crazy, you know. Um, and her journal soon becomes like you know paranoid gobbledygook. Uh, the police didn't believe her though, and thought she was writing these letters to herself. Um, Cindy, uh, was going to, she was like, okay, I'm just going to take this matter into my own hands. So she, she moved in secret and like only told her mom and she changed her last name. So her last name was still make peace. Um, but she changed it back to, she changed it to James when all of this stuff was happening. She also hired a private investigator named, uh, Ozzy Kapan. Carpon, I think. Um, he felt that he felt like he believed Cindy's story, but um, she wasn't tell, she wasn't giving all of the information. Like he felt like she was hiding something um, from him, and so then he met with her parents, who also agreed with him that she, there's something Cindy's not telling us mm. a, about all of this. Interesting. Um, and they think that it's it's that she knows who's doing it mm. and just won't say. Weird. Um, they installed uh, lights outside her house and equipped her with a two-way radio and a panic button. One night, Ozzy uh, hears noises coming from the two-way radio. Um, so he goes over to Cindy's house and he finds her laying on the floor with a knife in her hand, uh, like stabbed in her hand, um, and a note between her hand and the knife um, that uh, that said, you are dead, bitch. Mm. Um, They call 911 and she is hospitalized and recovers. Um, She said the only thing she remembers is a needle being put into her arm while she was asleep and then she didn't see or hear anything after after that. Mm. Um, uh, The police did not take any fingerprints at the crime scene. Um, which is weird, and like we are talking about, it's it's in the eighties right now. Like, mm. why are you not? What? That's like standard procedure. At yeah, this point, you know? but they didn't. Um, and uh, they did find that she had been injected with something. 
Um, it didn't really tell me what she was injected with, though. Uh, the police basically tell her that they're tired of her antics and ask her to reveal, that, to go ahead and fess up that she's the perpetrator of her own stalking and also stabbing. Uh, the PI wasn't having that because he was also there and as a learned PI man, he's like, yeah, it doesn't really make, like the way she was shot up doesn't make sense for her to have injected herself. Mm-hmm. Um, the police gave Cindy a polygraph test to basically try to, you know, to get her to confess that she was lying. Sure. Um, but she passes the polygraph test uh, and it says that she was not lying. Uh, but the police said that she was too traumatized to relay any useful info. Okay. Okay. Uh, the police set up a uh, week-long... Okay, so the first documentary that I watched said that they set up a 24-hour surveillance um, of her property and tapped her phones to try to catch whoever is doing this to her. Um, but then when I was reading the Wikipedia, they said that they they did a week long surveillance. So I'm, I'm going to lean towards what Wikipedia said that it was a week long surveillance, um, that they did, uh, and tapped her phones and no phone calls, um, occurred during that period of time, which honestly wouldn't make sense because it was right after this incident. So it's like, obviously, you know, obviously the perpetrator wouldn't immediately start threatening her again right it doesn't follow the after pattern. this incident because he's taken gaps before but more so it was right after an incident that she mm-hmm. absolutely had to have called police about you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so for sure okay um once police presence leaves uh the calls start again um but they're like shorter and not recordable so like they the person would like call and be like you stupid bitch and then hang up <laughs> like that's uh yeah so shortly thereafter uh cindy was found in a ditch six miles from her home she was alive um she was wearing a man's work boot and a glove um she had cuts and bruises all over her and a nylon stocking around her throat she had no memory of the attack at all jesus um after recovering um, from that incident, she asked Agnes and Tom to stay with her in her house. Uh, Agnes and Tom woke up in the middle of the night, um, having strange, hearing strange, uh, like crackling noises from the basement. Uh, Tom went to look, and he saw that there was flames coming up from the basement. Oh. Um, and uh, he tries to call nine one one, but then notices again that the phone lines are cut. Uh, he runs outside to tell a neighbor, but when he gets outside, he says he saw a man just like standing outside, like across the street, just like staring at the house. Mm. Um, so he yells at that guy, like he runs to that guy and is like, hey, call 911. But the guy just like runs away down the street. Mm. Uh, so then he goes to the neighbor's house and then has the neighbor call 911. Uh, the police, um, the police said it was clearly that someone inside the house started the fire because they didn't know any signs of like a forced entry. Um, okay. Um, uh, Cindy's parents noted. Okay. So yeah, uh, they didn't wait. Sorry. I got lost. Um, they also said that they know she was the perpetrator of the, of this incident because earlier that night police had spotted her walking her dog alone at night so she couldn't have been that scared that 
doesn't make any sense. At all. At all. Sometimes your dog just needs to be walked. Yeah. Well, so you have a dog with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, so, like, bitch stressed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, you're you saying that um, she couldn't have been scared because, you know, she was walking alone at night. But it's like, she's scared everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it, She got attacked in her garage. Like, you where was yeah, she that, supposed to the, be Well, those are the safe? only places she's been attacked is in yeah, her own home, so it's right? Like, yeah. What are you fucking talking about? Yeah, maybe she felt safer away from her house. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Cindy's parents note the decline in her mental health and suggested um, a stay at a psychiatric clinic, which she stayed at for 10 weeks. Um, now, there's a lot of incidents that I'm leaving out of the story, but we'll kind of talk about them more later. Uh, but I do just want to point out here that um, she reported 90 incidents to the police. That's a lot of fucking incidents. Goddamn. Reporting. Um, after she left the uh, psychiatric facility, uh, that's when she said or that's when she decided to tell her family um, that there was something she was she was keeping from them about all of this and she was going to come clean. Um, she said she knows who is the perpetrator of all of these incidents and uh, that the per- perpetrator said that he would um, kill all of her friends and her family if she revealed who it was um, and her ex-husband. Her ex-husband, who I said was a doctor, he is a psychiatrist. Okay. Um, The police questioned uh, the ex-husband and he denied any involvement. He said he knew who was behind it. well, he had theories about who was behind it, and he directed police to uh, voicemails um, that he had that someone sent left him. Um, so he also we'll get into the voicemails here in a second, but he also said that Cindy had a split personality. Um, she was not diagnosed with this in the um, when she's had her stay at the psychiatric hospital. He's just saying that. I can't say that she definitely didn't have you know that wasn't a thing but also it's like i feel like they would kind of you spent 10 weeks at a psychiatric facility yeah, i feel like somebody would have like noticed right. if you had like dramatic split personality but okay so the voicemails that he um um here's what the voicemail said uh he the first voicemail said uh, was a raspy voice saying uh cindy dead meat oh um, the second voicemail said, uh, more smack, more downers, another grand after we waste the cunt. No more deal. Okay. So, um, he said it's either Cindy doing this to herself or the mafia because Cindy worked with a lot of underprivileged, like s- kids from rough backgrounds, um, at the hospital. Why so, would the mafia want... Right, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Why would the mafia want it? Now, we'll get... Again, we'll we'll get more into the weeds on this after I kind of sum up the whole story, but uh, just please keep those two voicemails in mind. Uh, one day, uh, Cindy goes to run errands. Uh, this uh, She goes to run errands at um, a local shopping center, um, and uh, her car was found at that shopping center after her uh, friends and family reported her missing. 
Um, her car was found at the shopping center uh, on May 5th, 1989. Um, blood was found on the driver's side door. Her wallet contents were found strewn underneath the car. Uh, her groceries were still in the trunk, including a gift that was like all wrapped up and all that, that she had bought for her friend's son for his birthday. Um, two weeks go by and nobody has seen or heard from Cindy. Um, and her body was then found in the front yard of an abandoned house. Now the area where the body was found is a very busy uh, it was, it's like by an intersection and there's a lot sure. of foot traffic over there. It's very busy. So obviously the body was kind of dumped there after the fact, because that intersect, somebody would have seen it. Right. Um, when I was reading, researching this on Wikipedia, they also said that there was like a, a fuel tank that was like in that, on that abandoned property. And someone had spray painted, it was spray painted on the fuel tank. Like, uh, some some cunt got killed here with a spray painted line from the fuel tank to Cindy's body um and like circled so around Cindy's body right damn um she uh it, after the medical examinations after you know she was examined um medically uh, they came to the conclusion that she had to have died on the day that she disappeared. Um, they also noted an injection mark on her body and later discovered that she was injected with a, like, uh, a 10 times lethal dose of morphine along with like lethal doses of two other drugs, but those were not injected. The two other drugs were eaten. Mm. Um, her body was found with it, with her hands and feet bound um, and uh, a stocking around her neck. Uh, the police's theory was that she injected herself, walked a mile to the abandoned house, tied herself up and strangled herself. Uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police ruled her death a suicide uh, or or accident what uh the coroner disagreed and ruled her death as a morphine overdose um no one was ever arrested or held responsible for her uh murder and and people are very torn about what happened to cindy james now um torn <laughs> uh uh i find this story really interesting first of all um horrifying all all of yeah. that fucking horrifying um when i was researching this on wikipedia they go through a lot more um incidents um like they detail a lot more incidents of her contacting the police and and there's stories where um there's someone else involved with it who cooperate the things that she that she's saying is happening to her and then there's some where you can kind of be like i could like the story has me torn too because i can kind of see that she she could have done these things to herself not the end finale part i i don't know that they there was a whole like trial about it um that technically i guess she could have tied the rope around her neck and I guess technically you can um, tie your hands together, although her hands were bound so tight that like 
her nail scratched her uh, like another one of her fingers to the bone so that's kind of hard to fucking do yourself to tie yourself that type but you could possibly do that like using leverage of some kind the thing is though the timeline doesn't really make sense right like as far as the death itself is concerned i'm kind of all over the place but as far as the death itself is concerned there's no way that you can first of all they never found a needle but also there's no way that you could inject yourself with 10 times the the lethal amount of heroin or morphine and then walk a mile no and a half no no bind your hands and feet and then not be discovered for two there's no there's just there's no fucking way spray paint all of that shit yeah. perfectly put a circle where you're going to put your dead body how are you doing all of mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. um that's crazy man. so people are pretty torn with like she was a crazy uh drug addict who did this to herself or her husband was the perpetrator of all of this wait she had a husband her ex-husband oh. Oh. um make peace uh so and i'm kind of torn about it too because i do think that she was struggling mentally um she she clearly was because they kept her at the psychiatric hospital for 10 weeks right how can you go through something like that and not struggle mentally true right Right. true yeah it's kind of like what came first the chicken or the egg Mm -hmm. and she was probably seeing uh like she was probably, you know, like seeing fire where there was no fire, you know, right. after a certain point and, mm-hmm. and, in some instances. Yeah. Um, there's like some credence to the police being like, hey, uh, she did these things herself. Like, for instance, she had there were four fire incidents. I only talked about the one, but there was four or five of them where her house caught on fire. And like they the cops never found any evidence of anybody else being in in the house Mm. uh and like one of them found like a singed um newspaper in the bathroom um and they're like well clearly you burnt some newspaper and then lit it but i but also it's like i don't know if that fucking makes i'm no fire expert but i don't know if that shit makes that makes sense though because Can can i ask was there evidence that her dog had actually been strangled that one day um or did she just she just reported that okay and then i was also thinking the dog was found like hanging in some feces but it's like yes there was evidence that the dog was was strangled oh um but like did she do that herself gosh i would hope not you know i so like i find it very odd that her husband uh, had those voicemails um, because his it's weird that he had a theory about the mafia being involved. Yeah, that is strange. And it's weird that the voicemails that he got was talking about like drugs and having her killed. Right. Mm. Um, so, but that doesn't really clear her of, cause she could have left those voicemails. Right. Like, um, you know, like it's, I don't know. Like if she used like a different like voice, like mm-hmm. modulator thing. Yeah. Well, not even, she could just be like, hey, the killer right. bitch, you know? Right. Um, I guess, I but know. I don't know if he, like, I don't know. I don't know if he didn't do it. Like, um, 
she Cindy went to a hypnotherapist at a like after her and her PI couldn't were just kind of at the end of their rope. They went she went to a hypnotherapist to try to like maybe jog some type of memory or something out of her. Now I don't really believe in hypnosis and I think that talking with your self your your subconscious your yeah um can lead to a lot of like false memories false and shit. memories yeah. but she said she remembered from that incident that her husband uh, her ex-husband make peace had uh murdered two people mm, and that's kind of a wild bodies. thing to forget it's also like I'll say this about being hypnotized. It is real and it isn't at the same time. Like, you have to be willing to be hypnotized, but you can also fake being hypnotized. Well, I don't I don't even think... But, like, the way that the brain works, right? It, it, we're very um, suggestible beings, right? Right. And so, um, you're... It's not a reliable narrator, because it's you. Because you know? it's you. Right. That's true. So, so even like, if you even are if you are, if you if you like succumb to the hypnosis or whatever, if if someone suggests uh, an idea to you, you might like expand off of that. Idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not completely. It's not necessarily completely useless. It just should be taken with a grain of salt. And yeah. it's it's also like you know you, you, we think about like um, imagination and our waking selves, right? Yeah. You're allowed to. You as a waking person are very much you know able to come up with crazy fucking stories Mm. it's like you can do that you know and they like dreams feel real you know what i'm saying yeah like Like, your brain can't tell the difference between a dream and exactly you know um so anyway uh yeah i'm i'm kind of torn i do think from the things that i researched that she she was struggling with a lot of mental illnesses um i read a report from one of her psychiatrists that basically said um she uh, is extremely intelligent and um, and is dealing with a lot of mental issues, whether they are external or internal, he could not say, but she's clearly under a lot of mental duress, um, which makes it so that she is, you know, some days doing well and some days real, really like melancholy and sad or some days really frantic. And, um, and they, they tried to use that in, in her, like in the trial of them trying to like sum up what happened to her as evidence of the split personality. But I don't think that that's evidence of a split personality. I think that's evidence of like some, anybody under mental direct, like, like somebody being stalked, someone being fucking stalked and harassed. Um, yeah, so so I don't know. I mean, and it's like I don't know, dude. It I want because like if it was her husband, they like you said before, he like toyed with her though. Like mm-hmm. whoever did this was like toying with her for a long mm-hmm. period of time and it's like what would be the purpose of that? But I'm like, "Oh my god, her husband's a psychiatrist. Like her ex-husband was a psychiatrist." So like oh he was to yes oh, so like to you know terrorize someone and make them look like they're crazy that just to torment them I could see I could, could see you doing that mm. yeah so I don't know what what do you guys think I yeah I don't know that's crazy I don't think she did it there's no way you can shoot yourself up right and then walk 
how a mile, right? A mile and, and a half. And then take more drugs orally, you said. Yes. And then there's no fucking way. No shot, dude. Yeah. It yeah, had to I, be your husband or the mafia, I guess. I truly can't believe that. I think Courtney Love did it. Um, that she killed herself or there wasn't someone else involved involved but it's also weird too because it's like if this woman is doing this shit to herself because she has split personality and is going you know through this uh you know she's on some days she's this way some days and this way other days that's weird too because she maintained such a long-term friendship with tom and agnes and it's like you know, Wouldn't they notice like that? Agnes was comfortable enough to like walk around and let herself in the back door when, you know, when sure. Cindy wasn't answering the door. Like that's a level of comfortability of this friend is able to see you whenever, wherever, you know, in any state. So it's like I I would think that or at least at least Agnes would see her like cutting up the pictures. On, yeah. Like, did anybody check for huge stacks of magazines? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um uh, and maybe also, an issue of guy with knife monthly psychosis is really if, if it was like her doing this to herself it's like would she hang three dead cats on her porch like yeah. like I get where do you even get three dead it's cats it's like I know that people have like lied about stalking situations and things like that but it's like the extent and the amount of years that this happened because it was from like 82 to 89 when she died like that's seven years of you tormenting tormenting yourself yourself. can i just say though the cat thing um that actually reminds me of the movie smile i think it's called the you know the the scary movie and there's this part where um someone uh like kills the lady's cat and then she like wraps uh it's like a toy train like a present to give to a, like a child like at like a child's birthday party but when the kid opens the box it's the dead cat so and like everyone thinks obviously that she just gave the kid a dead uh-huh, cat uh-huh, uh-huh. but she's like no like i didn't do that i don't know how it got there yeah it, it just was the smile um it was yeah <laughs> uh i also while i was researching this story i um so the dad her her dad um met with the husband make peace uh, at a coffee shop mm. and he was wearing a wire which seems very weird because it's like i don't understand canadian police or their investigation tactics because it's like why would you wire up the dad as he's trying to get a confession from from dude uh because that guy's clearly not going to tell her dad anything yeah why not wire up one of his friends but whatever um whatever so he went and was basically was like hey stop harassing my daughter like it's annoying and the worst like fucking stop i know it's you quit it and um stop it stop i know it's you just stop just quit dude um and so after they left that meeting uh make peace wrote the dad a six page letter in which he basically says definitely him which he basically talks about hey it's probably the mafia and then he also accuses the dad of um abusing um his daughter and being really mean to his daughter uh and then there was also a part that is pointed out um 
one of the psychiatrists said that she clearly had a bad relationship with her father. She was very angry with her father while they were, um, you know, there, you know, during therapy sessions. Sure. Um, she was very angry with her father, and the and the the psychiatrist states that he believed that the father had molested her as a child, but she never said that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's the case that seems pretty dubious to me i think sure i think there's a lot of forms of like abuse and un unfulfillment in childhood and it's very easy to be like oh it's because sex abuse happened to you but it, i think it could have been you know it could be literally anything, anything. Yeah. like you i know? there was a time like in my life when i was a kid that i really didn't have a good relationship with my dad just because um I found out he was a person who did human things and I didn't approve of right. some things that he did. So yeah, that like I definitely had a lot of anger towards him. It's like in, you know, my, uh, all of the shit that happened in my childhood, I have a lot of anger, like pent up rage towards my parental figures. And like, none of that is sexual abuse. Right. Exactly. It's all types of other, you know, Mm -hmm. abuses. So I think that that's kind of dubious, but I will say the psychiatrist noting that she had such anger towards her father. I think that kind of explains why she never, she didn't leave home. Like she didn't, you know, go to stay with her, you know, parents yeah, she didn't feel like, like that was an option right um but anyway yeah guys that's my that's my story well what did you think who do you think did it um i mean it's hard it's hard to say i think that like the obvious choice would be the ex-husband um but i think like the thing that kind of stood out to me too was when she was like hiding behind her neighbor's house with the thing around her neck like that to me that seems kind of sus like she could have done that herself yeah that's what i'm saying like a lot of these things i really can i can picture a world where she did those things to herself Mm -hmm. it's very interesting that um it's interesting that the, the like uh that um there wasn't more of a haste in her like moving or figuring out other arrangements. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me that like, like you said with her hiding, she was hiding behind her own house and it just didn't make any sense to me that Mm. somebody had attacked you in your garage and then ran away. Why would you not just lock yourself in your garage? Like you just close the door. Or run inside the house, something. Yeah. Right. Or yell, yell really loud. Um, I think Agnes did it. um, It's weird that like, um, so she re- receives all of these letters with these like cut out, you know, cut out letters and, and all of that shit. Like, obviously, that the reason why people do that is so that they can't trace, you know, your handwriting. Right. Oh, I never right. thought about that. I thought it was just like the aesthetic. Like, oh. it, just looked, it, <laughs> looks it looks spooky. so punk rock, yeah. dude. It looks cool as fuck. Um, man. No. So so you can't trace the, the handwriting. Mm-hmm. But then she also said that she knows who did it. And it's her ex-husband. But it's like. It's weird that he is being anonymous and like running behind you and strangling you and then running away, like not making his presence known, but also had at some point in time said, hey, it's me, by the way. Um, Okay, wait, hold up. So like, who was it that come to stay with her after? It was Agnes and Tom. Okay. 
had Tom and Agnes, had they ever met her ex-husband? So they had, but Tom said when he saw the person like, you know, uh, across the street, mm-hmm. he couldn't, it was dark and he couldn't see ah. a face. And then when he ran towards him, the dude just like ran away. Booked it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, f- I find it weird that she's like, I'm hiding from you who it, who it is because he threatened to kill me and my, fa- my, my family and friends. And then she reveals that it's her ex-husband, but it's like, if it, if it, like, okay, I have dealt with a lot of scary, weird stalker guys in my life. And n- none of those scary, weird stalker guys have ever been like hiding the fact that they're obsessive like mm-hmm. they, it's always been really not, up front that's not the goal of it right it's not like yeah like the goal of it is like i'm a i'm obsessed with you and so i need to make my presence known and i need to be like you know i'm gonna you know be all up your ass yeah. um but you but you know it's me so it's just weird to me that they he would go the lengths to be to be anonymous that he mm-hmm. did while also being like hey low-key it is me <laughs> like that doesn't that doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, that is weird. I feel like if it was her ex-husband, I feel like he would have been able to kill her a lot more easily. And if that was like his goal, you know, why did he drag it out? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the other thing of it is like it is weird and hard for me to believe that because the there's no clear motive here. Like if mm-hmm. it was her ex-husband, uh, they didn't ever say that she was like molested or anything during these attacks, although they did find her like, you know, with the, with the boot like stripped Yes, but not molested. Yeah, they didn't mm-hmm. find any evidence of. So, no. so it's like, then what is the point of it? Like, what would be the point? And the only thing I could think of, if it's the ex-husband, is that um, she knows something, or he's done something. Um, Maybe not super, good with his patients or something. Super illegal yeah. or something, and then he's just doing this so to like silence her, silence yeah. her because he can't just outright kill her because they would kind of know that that it, would be the first place that I would, would be the first yeah. place that they would look. So he's just like tormenting her to make her scared and anxious and afraid is the only the only motive I could postulate. Because other than that, who the fuck is doing that? For seven years, you're harassing this bitch, and for but for what? I mean, maybe she had someone else in her life that she just never told anyone about. But also, if she was so upset about all this stuff happening, like I feel like she would probably tell someone. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe she had. I think it would be really hard for her to have like someone else in her life. Um, because like I said, like Tom and Agnes were super close and always around her, you know, she would tell them it, it'd just be hard to hide. You know what I'm saying? She had like surveillance around her house. Phones were tapped. It'd be hard to hide if there was like another person that they found out. Also, additionally, just to wrap this up and let's, and let's, um, get to the next story. Um, they spent the Canadian uh, police spent 1.5 1.5 million dollars during this seven years on shit involving her her case oh. which i think is probably why they were getting a little annoyed by it if they because they were convinced that she did it she was doing it to 
herself and they're like oh man we're expending a whole lot of resources you know Mm -hmm. Um, that's crazy yeah yeah i can kind of understand that like at a certain point there's only so much you can at a certain point just do your fucking job and find the person doing it and you wouldn't have to spend as much money that's true take some fingerprints or it's like also how how, i feel like it'd be cheaper if you just put this bitch in witness protection yeah i'm saying yeah for sure like if you just put her somewhere she can't be found right even if she was doing it to herself you know Mm mm-hmm like that would be the cheaper route instead of being like, "Hey, you, you're lying. You're a liar." Also, she passed the polygraph, so it's like to pass a polygraph after it's the dishwasher oh, to yeah. pass a polygraph after you were like stabbed in the hand. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you can you can calm yourself down enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's to, like lie yeah. effectively because yeah, you definitely. just stabbed yourself in the hand. So. Yeah, it was probably her ex-husband. Yeah. But anyway, what, honestly, one of the scariest stories to me because, like, I struggle so hard with people not believing the things that I'm saying. Like, it doesn't happen often, but if somebody tells me, like, I'm lying about something, it fucking kills me inside. No, and, it like, doesn't. I can't think of a... Shut up. You're so and full I, of shit. And I can't think of, like, a greater terror than for seven years of your life, you know, literally being terrorized you're being terrorized and people are are saying like hey stop you're doing it to yourself like that's what horror movies are made of Mm -hmm. yeah it's actually my seven-year plan is to terrorize you (laughs) and convince everybody you're crazy that's kind of what the movie smile is about i feel like it wouldn't be very effective like first i would like to say thank god for cell phones (laughs) because it's Mm -hmm. like nobody can cut your phone lines anymore and that's true fuckity fuck for that you know but they um, can take your phone. That's true. They could take your phone, but the From way the internet, dead hands. but the way the internet is set, it's just like hard to yeah. not have an easy access to a phone. Like just mm-hmm. to walk outside and go to know? my neighbors and be like, "Hey, can I use your phone?" Like it's just you know, like how whatever. many devices do you think are in this house that connect to exactly. the internet? You know? Exactly. Um, so thank God for for cell phones, uh, and um, yeah. Can I say some? So when I uh, was trying to be a telemarketer, uh, one of the things I was trying to sell people was a landline phone. Mm-hmm. And this was like when landlines were going out of style. Mm-hmm. And the the point that they wanted us to make to people for them why they need a landline is like in case there's a fire. But it's like if you already what? have a cell phone, you can take your cell phone and go outside. But if and there's make a landline, a you can't. You're not going to stop and make a. Right, you're going to stop inside your burning house that's, and use your landline if you have a cell a, phone. That's a really piss poor. They, it's weird that they couldn't think of any. Because I can sit here and think of a be- better reasons to have a landline. What if the power goes yeah. out what for if, a few days? Um, like if you're uh, um. It doesn't drop like your cell phone service coverage will drop and you know whatever yeah, inside like a house or something. Um, yeah, there's conditions in which you just don't have cell phone service. So like that would be good to have a landline around for those you know types of emergencies. Mm-hmm. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's just weird that that was the the one. If there's one. Yeah. Wow. Obviously, I never used that line because it didn't make any sense to me. What line did you use? 
Oh, I really didn't. I never sold anything pretty much with every person. I was like, yeah, you already have everything you need. Never mind. And they'd always be really confused. Should I should I start? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Yeah. You better be spooky because this is we need to crank up the spook factor here. That my story wasn't spooky. It was it was a I think nice that shit is fucking horrible. It was a nice little amuse bouche of terror. Sure. It but, wasn't but we, supernatural. We gotta ramp this up. You're right. I thought that it the scariest thing is um man. You know what I'm saying? You know, and that um that's true. And I feel like that kind of ties into what I'm gonna be talking about as well. Um, so you remember the other day when there was a weird smell in the house? Yeah. Yeah. Was it a smelly smell? It was like, it's, how did it smell in it? It it smelled like rotting food, but like not dank enough for that. As if that makes sense. Did it smell like rotten eggs? No, it didn't. It just smelled like, like, um lifted it wasn't like it wasn't heavy in the air like something that had like fully rotted smells like so can i ask though did you ever find the smell yes i did i took out the trash i think i thought i told you that because you asked me if i googled that's so funny if i googled the thing you told me to google (laughs) and i said no i took out the trash (laughs) stacy was like hey did you google demons and you were like no dog i just took out the trash trash. (laughs) (laughs) i was so annoyed i wasn't even annoyed but it is very weird when you when you go to someone like with reality thinking that you'll be met with like <laughs> reality and then they just say demons it's like what the fuck am i supposed to do with that dog what in in dead ass like dead ass like uh could be demons but i'm like oh. stacy just take out the trash. like i think i said like i don't i can't even address what you just said right now because i was so taken aback like well you're uh, your exact response was, are you crazy? Yes. And I said, no. I don't even think, I don't think that's even how I put it. It was probably a lot harsher than like, It was very hard. Are you, are you a fucking idiot or are you fucking insane? Yeah. yeah. Like you, like you literally seem to think that I was for saying that. Well, it's so many things like it, that moment hit me so hard, um, because that is a crazy thing to say, Stacey. That's a crazy thing to say. It's not. Yes, it is. It, no, not. it's not because this is the spooky episode. Okay, so okay. we should be. Nah, dog. It's a crazy thing to say because I could I, I could have understood it if it was like there's a smell that was, that's been lingering in the house that we've both noticed for days and we can't get the smell out. And you're like, hey, maybe demons. But it's the fact that it was like 10, like 10 minutes after my initial, like, like oh, I go-to. smell something. And your, and your first explanation is like, Demons. not like maybe I should change the ch- cat litter. Maybe it's a trash can. Did the kids leave food out in there? Like none of those things. It was just a... <laughs> You like, went zero to six hundred and sixty-six real right. fast. Like you just went straight to demons. So it was like it really fucking impacted me. And then I thought about it a long time after because I changed the trash. The smell had left, but I kept thinking about it. Like I think I called Jesse and was like, "You literally I'm did." Like, 
Stacy just said this, you know and it's like it, hitting me really. So you really called hard. me after it happened, and then Stacy picked me up to bring me to the podcast the next day. And also, she was like, "I think we got demons in the house." Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, seriously. so so it hit me hard, and I like had to call Jesse just to see if my feelings were correct because it was just so jarring for me. And then after that, I was like, "Did this bitch bring a demon into my house?" <laughs> like the way that you said it. And I and now I under like after I thought about it a little while I understood why it took me so aback because it sounded as if you were just like could be demons because you had willfully brought a demon here and you're like oh man that demon the demon was really smelly um oh could be demons you know okay um I guess I'll say this if if I were to bring a demon anywhere it definitely wouldn't be willful okay like i wouldn't be like so this is weird that you're not okay that that's the part that you're okay (laughs) okay that that's the part that you're decrying is interesting well everyone's life experience is different and some people have more supernatural encounters than others right and i'm one of those people that like my entire life i've dealt with this shit and it's like you know i'm used to i don't i don't necessarily like agree with um or necessarily i i can't say that i necessarily not i don't believe you but i i i feel like a lot of the the ways that you think about like spirits in the spirit world and your past experiences i feel like i can um I can explain them in other ways. I'm not saying that they did not happen. I'm just saying that like, I feel like there could be other explanations. So, you know, that's not something I ever want to get into the weeds with you in because it's Mm. not like, that's your life and your experiences. I don't live my life that way. So I don't really like, you don't see things. I don't like lean in to it. So it's never like a part of contention. So uh, I say all that to say it is not, unlikely for you to say something like that to me it was just the immediacy in which you said it uh, well, and, and also and sh- because it was like i've never i like I, no one's ever like maybe sulfur but nobody's ever been like oh you got a like fishy smell in your house maybe a demon like what like i've never heard anyone ever say anything like that well to be fair i've never smelled a demon before Okay. So, but like I do know that demons tend to smell like rotting flesh or sulfur. And so I didn't know what that smell was. The smell like. was, right. That I also understand that because I, because you did not smell the smell I was smelling. I did eventually. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, no, I mean, there was definitely like other reasons why I thought that, um, but I won't I won't go into that. I I feel like we okay, you don't have to go into it now, but can you tell me later cuz we are talking about like my home and even though I don't believe in woo like that, still, you know, I if, if you see something say something, if you you know, whatever. Is it I this clearly like haunted painting? That's not the I feel like that's like the least haunted thing in this house. It's yeah. so straightforward. So you do think that things are haunted in this house? I leave my brain open to possibilities. Okay, so what do you think is haunted in the house? 
things I think would be haunted in this house. No, so what you think is haunted in this house. Well, I, I, I can't say what is haunted in this house, but things that could be haunted in this house, um, that hallway, that back hallway, like the like by Huey's room, mm-hmm. I think that location could be haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make sense to me. Why do you the, keep your children there? The corner, he's not in the hallway. Do you think I keep my kid in the hallway? I don't know what you do with your kids. Um, uh, that lo- like right underneath where Stacy is sitting in the basement uh, seems like a pretty... Haunted, haunted area. hauntable area yeah. over there. Um, Is that why you don't sleep in the basement, Stacey? I mean, basements in, in general are not um, the safest as far as hauntings go. The I entirety like of the garage, I would say, um, okay. gives me bad juju. Um, as far as items are concerned in this house, um, that would be haunted. I don't know if I necessarily think that items are haunted, but I do think that like um, they carry an energy with them mm-hmm. that could like permeate a space, if anything. So like, which is a type of haunting. Yeah. So like all all of all of what is going on um, in the upper parts of those shelves in there, but mm. I just feel like it has a really negative energy about it a positive energy thing though i think is the the little the little mannequin um bust downstairs like (laughs) i i i think that that gives off very good vibes interesting yeah interesting um i guess like before i get into uh more about demons um the our our house i i think that like you could even attest this when we first moved in especially there was like really dark negative energy. Yes. And, um, you know, there are different types of hauntings. And, uh, and I think that the kind that was here before was, um, from all of like the, the chaos or like bad things that maybe happened here before we moved here. Mm-hmm. And that energy was still in here. And now that we've like, you know, done different things with the house, made it look better, um, have had, uh, like, other experiences in here, I feel like that energy has kind of gone away. Um, yeah, I would say that... I, I don't... See, I it's, it's hard for me to talk about this kind of stuff because, like, I'm one foot in and one foot out. I can't say whether, like spiritual-esque things are real or false because you know you know we don't know everything about the world so there that could be you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that could be um um people leave impressions i will say Mm -hmm. uh more so like um whether it be like a smell or a vibe that sometimes can be like really hard to take out of a place. And I do think that the impressions that were left here when we moved in were negative and empty and then, and then empty it. The house to me has always felt like it just wants to be loved and taken care of and appreciated. It's a Mm -hmm. good house. It's built well. It has a lot to give. And I think that it was neglected for so long Mm -hmm. that that feeling was was in here. It did not feel like a home for for when we first moved in. Okay, so my story, I guess I'll yeah, I'll just get started. Okay. 
uh, is about uh, demons. I mean, it's not really a story. I'm just going to teach you guys about demons. Okay. Because Lynette seemed to be so thrown off by my mention of demons that I was like, maybe this isn't as understood as I thought. Mm-hmm. Just by people in general. And honestly, I learned so much and like not for the better, dog. I am worried. No, no, I'm serious. Like and just like everything, like all encompassing, like makes so much sense. Um that uh okay, like I I, I know that you're probably not gonna be happy about this, but I, I, I think I am actually a Christian. Okay. Learning about this. And like I think okay. that like I always have been, I just didn't understand everything about it until now. Oh, okay. Okay. I need okay. to smoke for this we one. Can, yeah, we can talk about this, the Christianity part <laughs> afterward. Well, because I think it's interesting, but I, but my feelings on it is definitely going to hinge on what whatever it is you 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 get into. Okay. All right. Well, what is a demon? Let's start there. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary defines a demon as. Okay. <laughs> is that what you're gonna do? I mean, I no. Mean. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I just, it's a trope. Like, yeah, that's, no. you know, and I just, I just Googled it. In and, writing. And the Google definition, it says um, the term demon means a supernatural being or spirit, uh, though it has commonly been associated with an evil or malevolent spirit. The term originally meant a spiritual being that influenced a person's character. Okay. More about what a demon is. So um, it all started when, um, you know, like there was God and then there was also Lucifer. And um, I guess, you know, Lucifer was like an angel or whatever. And he didn't want to uh, do God's bidding. He wanted to like be all, you know, sinning all over the place and just doing his own thing. And so then God was like, you're against me. And God cast him down to hell. And so then after that, all of the other angels who um, were out sinning, God was like, you guys are also going to go to hell. So now we have Satan and then also all these demons and they're all fallen angels. Can I make a quick little just absolutely interjection here? Not that they wanted to sin is not what the demons were doing. It's that they wanted to exercise free will. That was the issue. Yeah, they were upset that human humanity had free will and they didn't, correct? And they, did. and they they were upset that well, the the falling down of the angels happened before humanity's existence. So Right. So um God first created was created himself or like created himself or whatever the fuck. And then he created um angels um mm-hmm. to be, you know, his heavenly shepherds or whatever, which I think is interesting because they didn't have shit to shepherd. They just it was just them chilling. And then um, and then, basically, uh, the devil was like, hey, I don't think that you have the authority to dictate what's right and what's wrong. And I don't think Based. that you, like, we, we shouldn't have, you know, we shouldn't be allowed to dissent because you don't know everything. Um, and basically, the Bible says that he tried to portray himself as as equals or as powerful as god and wanted to um exact his own will instead of god's will okay yeah yeah yeah. all that what you said i'm not very smart i don't know everything and coming into this like i know that like 
you guys probably know more about this stuff than even I do. But I'm just telling you what I've gathered. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah. Okay, so, like, even though uh, the demons, like, work under Satan, um, they're not all evil. Some do the bidding of Satan. Some of, their, some of them are their own independent actors, and then others actually worship God. What's that like? Well, Being it, a demon that well, worships God. Trying to gain um, re-entry into heaven. Oh, they realize mm-hmm. they fucked up. Right. Yeah. Well, that's kind of sad for those guys. I think God needs to be a little bit more forgiving. There's an... Ar- yeah. There's an argument to be had. I like... That's why I find religion so interesting, because... No, I, f- I find it like, interesting as well, and I think that there's a lot of things that are, that's fucked up about it, um, but that's kind of not like... I mean, it's been a long time. I think God needs to forgive and forget, you know? Um, He's being kind of a sussy baka right now. Well, I also... it, Yeah. How do we we know? can talk about it afterward, because I want you yeah, to, you're right, you're right, to express sorry. the things that you have to say before, you know. Can I just say, though, how do we know that he doesn't forgive them the the fallen demons yeah how do we know that oh that's in the bible oh i haven't read it <laughs> i have i've read it nine times so Ew, i'm sorry i had to Ew. i had to i was in, i was raising a cult you All couldn't right. just like cut out like a little hole and like slip ender's game in there I or something nothing but uh somebody that wants to be a noty know-it-all and perceived as studious so that is true i did the damn thing which is why i'm not a christian Mm. okay so basically um like evil demons like their whole job is to infiltrate our lives and like tempt us to sin and then uh like that like that kind of happens just like through like everyday activity so like anything that might be considered a sin that we might fall into like supposedly we would be affected through like demon interaction like steering us in that direction like uh like your consumption of wine Mm -hmm. or your cigarettes exactly or uh your masturbation exactly no and i'm i'm 100 serious yeah yeah um but then uh when it gets like even worse is when demons try to actually interact with us like physically mentally and emotionally i guess i'll say this the the reason that i that i said that about that like there might uh, be a demon here is because i did like the night before i kind of had like a little bit of like a, a mental break and like i i did kind of have like a like a personal revelation about all of these things and like feeling like you know i'm doing all of these things that are not serving me and my life sure and and like i just kind of realized like that might actually be like evil like interaction steering me in that direction Mm. and so it might be like more prevalent than i thought okay so you think uh basically all you just you're worried there might be demonic prep, uh, influence in your life is what you're saying uh, yes okay i mean i think that there ha- has always been <clears throat> okay but um but yeah i think just like that that realization of like i actually have to take control of my own life and my own actions and not give in to certain temptations that will steer me in a worse direction sure does that make sense yes okay <laughs> all right i'm reserving comments for until 
until you've... Yeah, I'm biting my tongue off right now. Yes. I want you to say your piece. Is, do you mean being gay? No. Okay. No. Li- That's listen. the only thing she's doing right. Dude, I listen... I'm bailing right now. I listen to so many priests talk about stuff. And, like, not, not too many of them really uh, talked about that. But, like, there were a couple where I was like, I feel like this is actually, um, you know, the, the devil's way of infiltrating... Um, religion and that's what's steering that people away phobia uh, is like the, the devil's hatred, way spreading hatred into uh, religion yeah, yeah i see what you're saying it like corrupts the, the religion it corrupts and, god's love and then it steers yeah. people away from god yeah interesting yeah because why would god make somebody gay if you know yeah i right. never understood that you know or like they were talking about like people being trans and how that was like they're just being influenced by demons and I was like, the, this has gone off the rails here. Like, that's not. Yeah, you've part lost of it. the plot. Yeah. Like, if. Uh, I, well, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Whew. Okay. <clears throat> as far as like a, a demon's supposed appearance even though they're they're non-corporeal, like they're not actually physical beings. Um, they can appear like angelic or like beautiful or like something good. Um, and that is meant to make people believe that they are good in order to get them to do bad things. So that's one. That's one. Oh, I'm pretty. And I'm telling you to smoke crack. So it's okay to smoke crack because I'm beautiful. Right. Mm. Exactly. Or, well, okay, I guess here's another example. Um, one of the priests that I was listening to was talking about um, this girl who had a dream, and in the dream, this beautiful man came to her. And, like, in her real life, she was trying to, like, be a musician. And the man in the dream had her sign a contract in blood um, for her to, like, become, like, a successful, famous musician. Based. And then, like, in, in the dream, the like, once she signed the contract, it burst in, into flames and, like, ashes fell all around. And then she woke up, and when she woke up, her finger was cut, and there were ashes around her bed. And then she became extremely successful. I didn't look into who this was, but I think mm-hmm. she was, like, Filipino, they said. But she became extremely successful. Interesting. And then um, she got AIDS. Hard to look up. Yeah. I think she like maybe was like experimenting with drugs and got AIDS intravenously that way. And and then like when all of that was happening, like she told her mom what had happened, like that she had this dream and then became famous and then got AIDS. And, uh, And then her mom... Um, came and like brought like a like a priest who or whatever and like they had her like sign a new contract and then once she signed the contract she choked out and died and then a few minutes later she woke up again she didn't have any more aids and she was totally fine <laughs> i'm not saying that i know this to be true i'm saying this is what a priest said in okay. an interview i'm gonna go ahead and tell you that's not true. that no shot dude I don't absolutely know. not true i don't know i don't know I do. Shit happens. No, I'm telling you, that's not true. That's not possible. That's not how that. You works. don't just fix AIDS. None of none of that works that way. With Jesus. I don't know. Maybe. And also, it's like okay, you got famous and you got AIDS, but somehow you also did intravenous drugs with dirty needles. Right. Like that's like, not. So, that's some, just somehow you you did. You know, 
you're packed, you did that you're packed with the why the fuck would you're packed with the demon be like all right you're gonna get successful and then aids like what Yo, is that we if you ever sign a pact with a demon and become famous you won't forget about me right absolutely not well Hell she yeah. she might have uh, been supposedly one of the 27 club if she had actually died shit happens in life like Mm -hmm. like if you go from being just uh some person um in the world and then go to being a famous person presumably you're in the philippines you're 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 in in the philippines you're not probably not loaded right it's right right. like Like your your ability to do intravenous drugs or have a lot of wanton unprotected sex with people that you don't know the status <laughs> of is like is elevated immediately after you after you become famous um but no that does remind me though the the prosperity gospel that's like another example of like demons infiltrating our world because the prosperity gospel you know that's like people wanting to give to God so that they get back like earthly riches, mm-hmm. and that like in and, itself, you know, is evil. To the to bolster up what you're saying or the validity of what you're saying in the Bible, it does say there will be sheep and wolves clothing, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, that will try to lead the congregation away and will be successful in doing that. That is in the Bible. That is something that they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank you welcome thank you for your validation oh i'm gonna dismantle it here in a bit but i mean i whatever. got you right it's just the demon of capitalism i am the i'm the demon you you <laughs> are no and i'll explain to you why um <laughs> <laughs> no okay so uh they can also uh be ugly or scary looking like they can present themselves as that obviously to be scary mm-hmm. like they'll do that um, but more often than not, uh, they'll come to you, like, th- you'll see them as, like, a black fog or a mist, a shadow, possibly in, like, a human or man-like form of it, like, a shadow, mm-hmm. um, smoke, the, like, those things are the most common, uh, like, appearances that, like, you might see if you actually were to see a demon. So their goal um if they're trying to actually interact with you their goal is to break down your will in order to possess you and the reason that demons want to possess a person is because they're more comfortable having a physical form and and then also they can use your physical form to cause other damage like to your body Mm. to other people etc what would you do if you were a demon possessing like what would you do like i would eat just like a fuck ton of tacos oh like if i didn't have a body yeah and and then i just like went into somebody else's body yeah i i would and uh whippets i would just do whippets and talk i would eat a fuck ton of tacos until i threw up yeah it would probably mostly be food related yeah I'd also probably do a bit of fucking. Yeah, I'd probably put something in my butt, you know. Just, just that's just like normal. Yeah. Stuff, maybe smoke a cigarette, you know. You're already doing that. I'm already. I could already do all those things. Hey, maybe I am. A what demon. would you yeah, do? You're the demon. <laughs> what would you do? If I was a demon and possessing somebody else's body, right? So like, if I was a demon and possessing someone else's body, well, like I would try to uh, live a life of absolute luxury, right? Like I want to be in the one percent. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of the Trump kids or something. Somebody with a bunch of money, and I just want to 
You know what I mean? What if the Trump kids? That's like some, up. somebody with an egregious amount of <laughs> like wealth. an immoral amount of wealth. But like not like Elon Musk rich, because you'd have to be like. Well, that a little, clearly that body's already occupied by right, a demon. With a demon. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd have to be like you know removed from society mm. to a certain extent. Uh, that uh, I would you still not like. Be, you still want to be able to walk amongst. I, I want to mingle. I want to yeah. fuck. Yeah. You know, I want to I want to do shit like that, but like, yeah, so, something I just want to have a bunch of money. Nice. I just want a bunch of tacos. Yeah. I could buy that with a bunch of money. Yeah. And whippets. See, that's the thing, Jesse. Y- if you have a wish, you need to wish for three more wishes kind of thing, you know what I mean? So then you can have like all the tacos see, forever. I'm just saying, fuck the cut cut oh, out the middleman. Why do I just give me the tacos? I don't need the money. I just need the tacos and the whippets. Because then you can buy other stuff too. What if you get sick of tacos? I do, I won't because my whole plan is to eat until my stomach explodes. See, I want to be. I want to have enough money to have like a private chef who will make the exact thing I'm craving for. But it's when like, I'm craving for it. You're also gonna be mean to him because you're a demon. N- no. Well, yeah, because you're I, a demon. I, I don't have to be mean as a demon. You do. I mean, honestly, they told me to go and create chaos. Like, I'll go and create the fucking chaos. I don't have to be mean about it to create chaos. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're a Trump. You're a Trump kid. Chaos. But follows what if I'm like the good one that doesn't talk? Like Is there? That. I don't think she's good though. I think she just doesn't talk. I don't. I don't think she does anything. Really? Yeah, I don't think she does anything. She just oh. kind of. I know she's not. She's shit. not as pretty as Ivanka, according to her dad. Weird. The process of possession. Uh, it can take days, months, or even years. And demons don't really even care how long it takes because time to them doesn't exist. They're there for eternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just in it for the tacos. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, they can also, uh, get inside of other things. Cause like I said, um, they're more comfortable having a physical form. So like, it's not just humans like that they'll try to possess. And it's like a lot easier for them, like to say to just like hop into a statue and they'll just like be in a statue or like, um, for example, when I, uh, was hanging out with this witch coven <laughs> when I was in, when I was what? in college, there was, there was this rock that we were like carrying around with us and like like one of my one of my witch friends like handed it to me and they were like here there's a, a demon in this rock and i was like holding it and like you could very much feel like the like the energy inside the rock like it wasn't a normal rock it was like there was like something chilling inside of it and it was like happy there like it wasn't i don't think it was an evil demon but i could definitely feel like there it was like hanging out on the rock hmm. Zach Baggins has a, a whole museum full of that stuff. Yeah. You know, like uh, demon paintings and, and stuff. You think there's ever been a demon in like a toaster? I mean, probably. I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure Orange. a demon has interacted with a toaster at yeah. the very least. You like put it in it like a uh, for like a two, but it comes out I at a seven. I think that um, every currently manufactured TV probably has demons resting Mm. in them okay well that's a little silly but anyway um that's okay okay this whole thing is that's mean that was mean you're being mean i'm I'm trying to teach you about demons and i'm trying to save your soul and you're just being really mean to me it was a little condescending however uh, i think being straight up and honest is the best thing but i but i was i was being a little glib Okay. I don't think it's all right. Yeah, that, it's all silly. Better. I'm all just right. saying that if we're stretching the limits of our, he asked if it could be in a toaster. I'm just saying that 
all TVs are demons. You know what I'm saying? I don't think all TVs are demons. I think that. Um, but I do think all cats are girls. I think all cats are girls okay. as well. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, when like a person is like getting like an exorcism on them, um, the yeah, <laughs> uh, the the demon uh, it can be removed from the person, but it can't be destroyed. So it's just like you, you know, you're just like, like hey, like get out of here, go somewhere else, mm-hmm. not inside this person. Get out of here, demon. <laughs> And it can literally go like anywhere else it wants to. Like it can't necessarily just like jump to another person because mm-hmm. um, it like it takes a long time a and process. a lot of energy. Yeah, to like get in inside of a person. Um, so like once it's out of the person, like it could technically like you know just like walk on over to the next house, you know, down the street and you know try to start some there but uh more often than not like they're they're not gonna like stick around like in the area because they can literally go anywhere because mm-hmm. like space and time are not of consequence mm-hmm. to demons so yeah why won't they leave keanu reeves alone uh, is he possessed or no he played john constantine in a movie okay I don't know that. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, sometimes a demon will act like a regular person in order to fool the people around it. So, like, like if you know someone who's possessed, you might not necessarily know that they're possessed unless you're like really paying attention and being like, "That's not like you in there." Mm. But like, otherwise, they might seem just like a regular person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do demons manifest? As in, how do they get here? Ouija boards, obviously. Did you know it's way. actually pronounced Ouija? Ooh, Ouija. I, I'm serious. So the the guy at the board game company who made them uh, just combined the word, the French word yes, and the German word yes to create Ouija. All right. Fun fact. Cool. I don't care. Um, the 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 common pronunciation is Ouija, but it is definitely spelled Ouija. Mm-hmm. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Another way that they can get here is um, just people like generally uh, engaging in sinful activity, the seven deadly sins, adultery, drugs, alcohol, generally destructive behavior. By doing those things, you're basically like allowing like a portal, like an evil presence in your life. I also wrote, if you want a demon, it's pretty easy to get one. (laughs) Uh, How can you tell if there's a demon in your house? Uh, They will absorb your energy. You'll feel lethargic or depressed. Uh, You can smell them like rotten flesh or sulfur. Uh, You might hear a growl and it sounds like surround sound, like you can't pinpoint Mm -hmm. where it's coming from. It's just kind of everywhere. Uh, They might make contact with you by uh, hitting you, pushing you, shoving you, or scratching you, or like even just like touching you, just like if you just feel like a hand on you, which is something that I've experienced a lot. Um, (laughs) uh, The air will feel thick. Um, like there's a fog uh, and the temperature might uh, change. It can get either colder or warmer. And apparently it's more common for it to get warmer. What is a possession? Um, <laughs> no, see, this one's pretty, uh, there's a lot to this that I, that I learned that I didn't know about. 
Um, but apparently, uh, according to this one priest that I was listening to, he said one in 5,000 people uh, have been or will be possessed. That is a crazy number. Why? That's just a lot of people. More people. That's really high. Have been um, have ingested atrazine into their system. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's just like I a, think that the number is pretty fucking low. Honestly, one in five thousand. There are seven I, billion people okay, on the planet. Okay, there's seven billion people on the planet. But the whole goal, right, of like this this Bible narrative, the whole the whole goal is for that. Basically, the devil is trying to recruit for his side basically he came to god and was like look dog honestly give humans free will and they'll do they'll be over here with me Mm -hmm. partying up whatever so like the whole goal is for them to recruit other people to their to their side if you think about it their numbers have to be fucking crazy because it is so hard to live a righteous just whatever life in the in the rule rules that are set out within christianity and the core tenets so mm-hmm. from the beginning of time their numbers have to be super stacked so mm-hmm. that it, that there's only one in every five thousand yeah i just feel possessed. like well it's listen, crazy to me everybody should be possessed listen their being, numbers are nuts being possessed getting possessed that doesn't mean that they have your soul no i know that i'm just what i was saying was that there should be more recruiters because from the beginning of time, they're everywhere till now. I, it's everywhere all the time. That's what I'm saying. So then I would I would posit that, that the number should be much the, higher. That the number of people who are possessed should be higher because the amount of demons trying to get that, into people that should be trying to get into people should be a crazy amount from the beginning of time until today. All the people that have died and become demons because they're they were like sinners or whatever mm-hmm. and satan has their soul if he sends those babies back up here that's a lot of fucking people you know what i'm saying yeah. genghis khan mm-hmm. was going around raping and pillaging and he had a whole fucking arm like all those guys are in there but the but the thing is it's not easy to possess someone like it takes a lot of work and like okay. like not not every demon is just going around being like oh i want to get inside of a human like that's just not what it is because like, right. like they can be in a rock or a statue or like or they can toaster. do something else. You I know? guess that's true. But I but then I would just wonder what the ratio is from active demons to dormant demons, like actively trying to possess someone to uh, ones that are more dormant. Because like if he's just chilling in a fucking rock, like what what's the point? Of yeah, that? to what end? Because it's your like, goal is to get it, get people to sit. It's like uh, it's like someone who's autistic or like whatever who wants like a compression blanket. Autistic demon. I I understand what you're saying that they need to have a not they all... need to be within uh, a form of something. Yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying there. And not all demons are evil, right? And I would like to know the ratios of that as well. I know you don't have these answers. I'm just saying. I don't. I'm These just telling you what I, I do know. Okay. I mean, I might be able to answer some of your questions. I feel like I've been able to engage in this conversation. No, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, there's like a couple of different levels um, of like possession before like a person is like actually possessed. Like it kind of starts out with just like being interacted with by a demon and then it goes on but i'll i'll explain these to you okay so 
um there's oppression which is um it's like a spiritual attack when like the demon is trying to like influence like your thoughts and emotions and possibly your actions and it like starts um just with like you like you're abnormally afraid possibly of like demons or just of anything else just abnormal fear that wouldn't like regularly make any sense inability to sleep having nightmares which this is something that i experience a lot actually and also the fear um and then uh prolonged periods of unexplained depression oh i have that too (laughs) um all right the next level is vexation which is uh physical attacks on the person like cuts scratches burns puncture wounds writing on the skin uh bites like like beatings or blows that leave bruises swelling bloody sores broken bones or like signs that like isn't just like writing on the skin like a 666 you know Uh for example they also might uh, have like an illness that has no known cause and also no known cure and it just kind of like comes and goes on its own difficulties at work or with personal relationships and in extreme cases they can like throw you around and stuff Mm -hmm. like yeah like that's like where they're like ripping the blanket off you like pulling your foot out whipping you against the wall yeah moving your bed that kind of shit um (laughs) all right obsession is is the next one a demon will put a diabolical thought or image in someone's head and it might cause them to do something like murder Uh um and this one it's the hardest one to tell if a person uh is just mentally ill or if it's Uh like a demon it's you know because it's like you're like on trial for murder and you're like oh i didn't do this i'm crazy but like maybe you're not crazy maybe it was a demon uh-huh. yeah all right so then obviously the 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 fourth level is actual possession where the demon gets inside you uh it can control your actions the things that you say um <clears throat> and it's a uh they're not uh actually attached to your soul so like people who are possessed they can still like go find a priest and be like hey man get this out of me because mm-hmm. there's still like a separate it's like almost kind of like having a split personality mm-hmm. of like there's a demon in me but i'm also still here and like it's it doesn't have your soul like you like you still have your own free will you didn't sell your soul the demon can't steal it that's just like not yeah there are uh there's like a protocol for when you actually go to a priest and need to get an exorcism um there like there's no such thing as an emergency exorcism that's just not a thing um and i think like the number one issue with that is that if the person is actually crazy and you say like oh yes you are definitely possessed and you just try to like exercise them and it doesn't work um you might actually be validating their idea that they're possessed when actually they have a mental illness and so before you can jump right into exorcism, uh, you have to go through um, like a psychiatrist, psychologist, family doctor. You have to like rule out 
anything that's like mental or physical like that could actually be happening to them other than actually being possessed by a demon Mm -hmm. and then um the next step would be to see if they have an aversion to things like crosses holy water etc and then obviously like you would look for uh things that are like supernatural (laughs) yeah uh like uh levitation um you know them speaking different languages Uh, them having knowledge about you or someone else in the room and like they don't know you and like you know like demons like they'll say shit like just like about your personal life right yeah um so okay (laughs) i got on a roll here all right how do you get rid of a demon um so like a regular person or like someone who is not a catholic priest can't properly to an exorcism because and the reason for this is that you need like a person who is like the closest connection to god Uh isn't like a regular human going around sinning doing human shit um and like the priests who do these exorcisms they have to actually prepare themselves in their lives before they do an exorcism you know they have to um, you know, just like do do everything good and holy and do confession and just like completely be like in the best condition religiously as possible. Right. Um, you know what's interesting? Uh, just a uh, quick religion lore. So Catholics are like about this shit, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And they're also one of the, uh, the only religions that will like um, undo things that were done and their religion based on finding things out about the priest. So like if mm. you if a priest did a baptism and it turns out that he wasn't following like the tenants or was sinning in some way. That baby's whatever, just not that baptized. That baby's not baptized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To like re-baptize them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. But okay, so the reason for this is that like the priest themselves isn't like the real exorcist. Right. Jesus is the exorcist. I and mean, is it because of the through line to the Pope? Is that why it's Catholics only? Because the Pope is God's mouthpiece on earth. And so then a priest of the Catholic Church would have the most direct line. I mean, I guess. How are they? Because I because. Yeah. How? Because it's I like. Was, I wasn't going to bring this up, but like. I'm just going to bring it up. Like, how are they spiritually pure if, like, they're, like, diddling kids and shit? Right. Well, can I just say this? Uh, Like, this is just me speaking freely. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe that a Catholic priest is the only person who could successfully do an exorcism. Yeah, it's like, who said? Was it the Catholics? Yeah, if we're going to have exorcism, this needs to be more of a populist movement. You know what I'm saying? I mean, honestly. Like, I'm just saying, like, I think that, like, I could do it if... You know, like I Give followed. It enough to, if, if you, hey, Stacy, had twenty four hours to prepare. <laughs> if if I if I if I like you know, didn't commit any of the seven deadly sins for a while, and you know, like repented and shit, and like you know, made myself you know as holy as possible, mm-hmm. and made myself like a direct line to God, I think that that would be a possibility. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, but you could become a slayer, dude. Right. I could. But like but because most people don't live like that, that's why you go to a Catholic priest and they're the ones who can do it. Right. Okay. All right. So basically step one, make sure they don't have a mental illness or other physical issues. Uh, step two, check for aversion to holy things. Step three, 
look for signs of demon possession, um, a version, sorry, I, <laughs> give me one second, I'm trying to catch up in my notes, uh, oh, okay, look for signs of, like, hum- like, superhuman strength, knowledge of different languages, uh, things they wouldn't otherwise know about, step four, determine a point of entry of the demon, so, like, how did the demon get into the person that's mm-hmm. possessed, um, like, what, like, what are they doing in their lives, uh, and, like, or like people around them like because sometimes like it say like if it's children so like in the in the catholic church they believe that like children under the age of seven um there's no way that they could have possessed themselves that they could have like gotten that demon mm-hmm. inside them themselves like there has to be like someone else around oh, them that's really scary that's messing with some shit but children over seven are capable of like saying like playing with a ouija board or like other things like calling a demon to themselves so basically just like finding out how how did that person get possessed and then step five is to help the individual return to their normal spiritual life or help them uh create um a new spiritual life if they didn't have one before oh there's no such thing as exorcism tourism which is like so like if someone's being exercised, there's not going to be like other people in the room who are like, oh, this is interesting. I just want to mm-hmm. watch this. Like it's literally just going to be the priests and like maybe like a like a doctor like on call or like um, a family member or friend of the person who's possessed. Like, you know, and I, I they, they didn't say this, but I imagine that that's like just for the person who's there to like have an attachment so that they at least like recognize someone, know what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, um, I think I already said this, but like a demon can't just jump from one person to the other. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, exorcisms are always done in a sacred space, uh, like a church. They're never done in an abandoned house during an electrical storm. (laughs) Uh, but no, uh, the reason for that is because um, they don't want the the devil to be able to choose where he'll be defeated. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Catholic Church will exercise anyone who turns to them for help. Uh, they don't have to be Catholic. So, like the supernatural things that uh, might be happening uh, during an exorcism, or like just anything to do with demons uh, in general. Um, like if you see something like, like a person levitating or like just anything that seems supernatural, it might not actually be happening in reality. It might be the demon putting those thoughts in your head. So like, say if there's like, um, like four people being like involved in this exorcism, two people might see, uh, the person being exercised levitate Mm -hmm. while other, like the other two people in the room don't see that. Uh, this is a quote, um, from the, the priest that, that like I took notes from, he said, uh, when they say Jesus saves, what is he saving us from? He's not just saving us from a bad day. He's saving us from evil. <laughs> yeah, so I, just, I like that. Um, he also said the devil's cleverest ruse is to convince us that he does not exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And That's classic. The greatest trick the devil ever... Mm. Or the greatest lie the devil ever told. Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen the exorcism of, of mm-hmm. Emily Rose. That's a that's a banger. So on that note, um, uh, he also said at one point that 
um, people who are like Christians or like have some belief in God are way more likely to be possessed uh, because because the Satan's already got us exactly right exactly because if you don't have a belief then if anything it might just scare you mm-hmm. into then having a belief mm-hmm. yeah okay what are your feelings about that Lynette I'm waiting until you're done. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. It's just like a larger conversation to be had. So I don't want to like continue to like interject on my thoughts when you have more to say. Okay. He also said um, like having a demonic experience can actually cause a mental illness. So like you can be possessed by a demon and you can be crazy at the same time. I was actually going to or a crazy person can be possessed by a demon. I was actually going to bring that up um, when you when you were saying that you have to go through so many steps before um, they'll allow you to Mm -hmm. be exercised. Mm -hmm. Um, Excised. Is it excised or exercised? Okay, whatever. It can't probably be. Okay, excised. whatever. I think it's, it's excised. excised. <laughs> um, so, because like a lot of people have a mental illness of some of some sort, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And not only that, but like... Yeah, like I have like chronic Ill- depression, but I'm not like delusional. You and, know? Then, and then I was thinking like, you know, your mental illness can sometimes not... It doesn't always manifest. So it's like, I, w- I want to know what that timeline is that you get checked out by oh, sure. a psychiatrist because you're not on 10 with your mental illness. Yeah. For how long, how long does a psychi- psychiatrist see you? Just so like, like how many sessions, you know, over how long a period of time? I think with do they the have thing, access to your medical <clears throat> records? I think what the thing is, is when you get like checked out uh, for mental illness, like that, it's like, say like for example you're sitting with the doctor and then all of the doctor's books fly off the shelf no like, but that's you kind said of that an they have to, example. You, they have to like rule out that you're not having a mental il- like illness episode right. before they well it like they have to rule out that that's not like the issue like that's they have to say like oh it is likely that this person is possessed because i can't attribute this specific thing to a mental illness or i can't like i can't attribute this specific thing to a physical illness right does that make sense that makes sense i was just wondering how long the psychiatrist would see a person before the church deemed like oh they before he could make his call before he could make his call about whether they are in need of an exorcism or not i think it probably just depends on what happens <laughs> yeah like if something supernatural happens like that's a pretty clear sign okay you know what i mean no okay. i don't think you're following me but that's okay i i don't know i think that's a i think that's a hard question to answer like no i do i think that there are a lot of mental illnesses where um like a person could be okay I, i'll say this uh, there are Catholic priests that go into mental hospitals just in case someone was passed over. Mm-hmm. And, like, they'll continue to check up on these people. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, yeah, like, it could be just manifesting as a mental illness. 
but it's not. So I, so I guess my I guess the thing that I'm caught up on is then like, how do we know anything is anything? <laughs> if that's the case, like, how are you going to tell for sure that someone's being possessed? If, well, yeah, because it sounds like even if the is, psychiatrist is like, "Yo, this person is schizophrenic," the priests are just like, "Oh, eh, it's just the but, demon manifesting just itself the demon. as." schizophrenia or like and it could and it could so that's what i'm saying like then what's the point of the process at all but also why do it if it's not like standardized it should be standardized and if like say a, a demon is manifesting itself as schizophrenia then what the fuck does the medication do Nothing. That's, that's, that was one of the points that he made he said that if you medicate someone for a mental illness and it doesn't work, that is like another reason to believe that. Well, that's the also problem with me, that, though, because when, when because people start it, like, to feel better, they stop taking their medication. But also, like, it takes a long time for those medications to start mm-hmm. working. Three months plus. And right. that's to even see a slight improvement, right? To see any drastic improvement, that can take... Which, and can I just go back to, there's no such thing as an emergency exorcism? Right. No, okay, I, no I, I get you what did, you're saying. You that's why that. I was inquiring about timelines of like when are we sure and and how are we sure and um what are the safeguards to bullshit like if i'm schizophrenic and um and i believe that i'm possessed and i Mm -hmm. go and go to my psychiatrist um they give me medication to treat my schizophrenia and my medication isn't working is it not working because the dosage is wrong? Is it like all that shit just takes time out to like figure out in yeah. like years. So yeah. it's like, how long are we putting people on the exorcism waiting list before well, they're excised? Well, I think that if, um, if there are things like psychologically that like fall through, um, at that point, then they might be like, Oh, how do you feel with this cross near your face? Do your eyes roll back into your head? Oh, you're saying, okay, so you're basically saying that, like, there's checks and balances. Yeah. We're not just relying on, because I was taking it as more of, like, if either, if either or these things are happening, you're either experiencing, you could be experiencing a mix of all of these things, or, you know, like, you could just be, you know, thinking you're talking to to demons or there's something inside you and it could possibly be mental mental illness. We'll mm-hmm. take that one as a cause. But you're saying that it's more of a checks and balances. At least have two of the four or whatever happening to gotcha. you. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, he also said, because um, this was like kind of a Q&A situation and someone like asked about ghosts like our ghosts mm-hmm. evil. And he said, um, 99% of spirits are evil. There's 1% of ghosts that are like your loved ones coming back, um, to like make sure that you are comforted. See, I would think that oh, it'd spooky. be the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is coming from a Catholic priest. Cause I feel like most mm-hmm. people are good, right? And if spirits right. are just dead people, then most of them would be, be like, good. Like at least normal, like average, yeah. right? Yeah. Not particularly no, I, good, but not particularly evil at the very least. And I do, I do, I do agree with you guys about that. Especially going back to, not all demons are evil. Like it's a mix. It's like humans, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's good, there's neutral, and there's bad humans. And I feel like, 
demons are kind of the same way. So, like, yeah, you can't say, like, all ghosts that you encounter are, are evil. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just what this priest said. Right. Um, but, but, I mean, I do think that there is, like, some merit in that, that, like, if you're, like, if you're having, like, a haunting going on and it's causing you disturbance, that's probably not a good thing. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I've experienced both, <laughs> uh, the good kind and the bad kind, um, cause I know dead people, but, uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is, uh, um, <clears throat> I'm getting really close to the end. Uh, so anyway, I watched this interview, um, with this girl who, uh, used to be a witch. She was a fifth generation witch. Mm. So, like, five generations right. of her family were all witches. And um, and then she became a Christian. Okay. So, what had happened was, mm-hmm. um, like, she just kind of, like, grew up with, like, witchcraft around her. Like, her family was, like, white witches. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she was a little kid, uh, she had, uh, like, demonic experiences and was like, oh, this is bad. I don't like this. But, like, she never, like, attributed that to, like, her family or, like, what they were doing. But then when she was a teenager, uh, her family moved to this different town. And her mom became friends with a black witch. Mm. And the black witch uh, told her family, they were like, oh, your daughter has, like, this great um, power where, like, she can actually, like, commune with, uh, like, spirits, like, more easily. Mm-hmm. And so they opened um, a portal in their house uh, for the daughter to like commune with spirits, and um, and one of them told her that like one of their one of the people there were, were going to die soon. Like, do you want to know which one it is? And she was like, No, I don't want to know. Especially if it's me, I don't want to know if I'm sure. going to die. And uh, and so then a few weeks later, her dad hung himself. Oh my god! And then the woman that was that was friends with them that convinced their family to do all of this stuff just disappeared. She never talked to them again. So it was like that woman was like acting like as like a, a demonic presence mm. in their lives to facilitate this thing happening. Mm. Anyway, um, so then after that, she was like, to hell with witchcraft. This is the wrong path. I don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, while she was a witch, though, she would like astral project. And she talked about that and how like there's a silver cord that like connects your spirit body to your human body so that you can come back into it. Okay. And um, uh, she said that that's actually extremely dangerous, though, because if you're doing that that cord could get cut and if that cord gets cut then your body could die and if like you're in the wrong place like there could be like demons around you and shit and they can like take you mm. to do what just to just to be dicks like a volleyball with your I spirit like what? i mean i don't know i don't know but it was just she just said it was bad but then she said that when she became a christian she could still astral project but it was better because she had jesus 
Like, and it was like, and she was the cord. <laughs> Jesus be my cord. Where you, when you look back and you only saw one cord, Jesus that was Jesus. Take the cord. Carrying your spirit. Yeah. Um, no, I know that that shit sounds totally crazy, but uh, the fact is, I do have a person in my own life that I do know who has astral projected with uh, with Jesus and told me about like all of their like experiences, all the shit. Mm-hmm. That they went around and did. Um, so, like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, hearing that type of account from people, both personally in my own life and, you know, this random person who's like, no witchcraft, Jesus is good, you know. Like, sure. it, it makes sense to me from, like, what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen the craft. Yeah, and she and she also said that like when it comes to, uh, like you know like demons, that like if you, as a witch, like a lot of what they do, and like and also this is another thing that I <laughs> experienced, but uh, like any kind of witch, even if you're a good witch and you have good intentions, um, no matter what you do, you can't actually control like what's going on like you like can maybe like put the demon in a jar or something which i've seen um happen or or a rock like you can trap the demon you can do something but like you're never actually safe unless you let jesus take care of the demon for you and so that that was like another part of why she was like i'm a christian now Mm. that makes sense yeah um Okay, so another thing that kind of turned me on to talking about this in general is I watched this uh, documentary called Demon House. Um, Have you guys seen it? No, but that's the name of my band. Is is Zach Baggins in that? Yeah. Yeah, I have not seen it. I want to really bad. What's that on? It is really, really good. I watched it on Prime. Okay, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate Zach Baggins so much. I want to fist fight that man. (laughs) All right. This is going to be the last thing that I'll talk about. But okay. So there was uh, this house in Gary, Indiana. Yep. Um, And uh, this family, uh, like they they were like renting the house. And the, the two sons like got possessed. Like they were like little boys and they were like fighting with each other going at it and like then also like okay so it was like the two boys they had a sister um their mom and their grandma they all lived in the house and uh their mom also like she said that she saw um like a like a dark figure pacing back and forth in their living room and then like later when she like went to look in the living room there were like muddy footprints Mm -hmm. on the floor and they were like 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 big feet and that didn't make sense because no one in the house That's had feet that size. The conjuring, right? No. Oh. That's so funny you bring up the conjuring. But, okay. Are you about to talk about those dickheads? Uh, those dickheads do come up. Okay. They make an appearance in my story, yeah. Hmm. And that was like in oh, one nice. of the conjuring movies, a uh, uh, plot point, like a beat, was that there was like muddied footprints of like a super big foot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, maybe it was I don't like know. a big clown guy. When was the Conjuring made? The con- well, the the movie. 
Yeah. The one that I'm talking about had to be like, this was like the last one they made before like the little spinoff things that they would do. Where so, they did like Annabelle. Right. Before they started to focus more on the So Warrens. I feel like this was like the, the Conjuring 4. Maybe? So what year was it made? Like... 2012 2013 no it's later than that it's it was like more recent 16 2018 2019 well then it is possible that it's derived from that experience because what i'm talking about happened in like 2011 okay oh Um, i don't think that it was set that early though but they still could have used the yeah they do that a lot uh, right yeah that's true um but so anyway, yeah, Zach Baggins uh, bought their house because like they moved out because they were all freaked out. Um, but OK. And like he like he made this documentary and he like interviewed like all the people that were involved with the family, like um, like they the CPS workers and the police and whoever else. And uh, and they all were completely like, yes, these people were possessed. This definitely was a real thing like um like for example they were like in a hospital and one of the little boys like walked backwards up the wall Mm -hmm. and like a bunch of people saw it like like the like the workers like the cps and like the doctors and shit like they actually saw the shit happen um and then so zach baggins bought this house and him and his film crew were like trying to make a documentary and him and another guy on their film crew that this is what stood out to me like there was a ton of other stuff in this documentary but this is what really stood out to me was like kind of near the beginning when they first like were going like through the house zach didn't did not want to leave like he was like standing in the doorway and like the film crew was just like you know like come on like get out of the house like we're like you know we gotta go do other stuff now and zach like he was just like very kind of like lethargic and calm and he was just like no like i don't i want to stay here and it was just like really creepy like he was like being affected you know what i mean and uh and then there was this other guy on his film crew later on who um got like just like really violent and crazy and he ended up remaining that way he got like a 666 tattoo and like i don't know i can't like explain this very well like i saw it all happen and play out but like it like i don't think that they like made that shit up like it yeah it was weird it was i gotta i i gotta i think zach is a great showman he puts on a hell of a show but i think that's all it is at the end of the day i don't know i don't know he ended up demolishing the house though because because it was like too bad like there was like too much bad so what what's with the property now i don't know because i feel like gary indiana could probably use some low income housing or something i don't know it's just a lot but like he bought it and then he demolished it so i don't know i don't know that i don't feel like that was like a very good like example like towards my case mm. but i'm just saying i watched this documentary and it did really freak hey, don't me get out. me wrong like i watched the shit out of ghost adventure adventures like no i'll uh, say this like, i watched a ghost show i watched like a ghost hunting show and like this was part of my issue doing this whole thing was like i wanted to find something that made sense that seemed real to me mm. and and I watched this ghost hunter show and like the whole time I just thought like 
if these people like go into this building and they don't have any actual hauntings happen to them they're not gonna like have a show yeah so they're gonna superimpose like yeah, they gotta, these they, ghosts and shit well they, and it's, they, it's, you gotta it's pay like for the show um reality tv is fake right and they spend a lot of like you know contriving plot lines and whatever to give the the guys of something real happen like it's just easy to fake right. shit that's why like yeah yeah like ghost hunting show it's like it's like those finding bigfoot shows it's like you know y'all still ain't found bigfoot mm-hmm. crazy low overhead right and mm-hmm. you just go out in the middle of the woods run around for 45 yeah, and minutes then you to can an put hour anything any sound and you, anything you can in, cut in together posts. a whole season out right. of that you know yeah i guess what i'm saying is uh i wanted to find something that made sense to me and i just kind of went down this rabbit hole and it made a lot of things make sense for me things that i've seen things that i've experienced things that i'm going through in my life mm. recently and so that's that's why i like i do like believe the things that i've that i've researched that i've talked i about. think if that shit's useful for you in your life then fucking more power to you bro like i'm happy for you thanks yeah i was gonna say um you know you you brought up that like you know demons are um but they are to kind of convince you to do wrong to do th- things that you know aren't right or whatever the fuck and um and you were like in that kind of makes what's going on with me make sense mm-hmm. um and i would say that like if putting things in that context helps you change and improve the things that you want to improve mm-hmm. then there's nothing wrong i don't think that there's anything wrong with religion through and through because people need and want guidance you know mm-hmm. um people are gonna do good things that were and shitty things uh, in the name of whatever uh, i don't think religion's inherently bad you know i don't think it's inherently bad I, and i think like to a certain extent it is necessary for some people i mean it's necessary for some people and i think it offers um an understanding of the world or like what's going on in the world and motivations and whatever to like some people may struggle to understand that shit just in society. I feel like religious rules are birthed out of societal rules, right? Like that's why we jotted that shit down to kind of help people navigate the world because not it doesn't come intuitively to mm-hmm. to everyone mm-hmm. um and and also people uh sometimes need something to give them a push you feel it's easier for you for most people to do something or to better their lives in some way if they feel like there's another force force that they're accountable to. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I think that's a reason that's part of like AA, you know, like it's yeah. helpful for people, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, you know? Uh, for me, I don't think that it's necessarily a force that I like, for, like what I feel. I don't feel like it's a, a force that I'm accountable to. It's, it's more of, 
I don't want to spiral further into this other direction uh-huh. that's not doing me any good. I want to go more towards what will benefit me. Right. Does that make sense? It, that totally makes sense. Um, and more power to you in that endeavor. Uh, I I think... I think my issues with all of this mostly stem from um, your childhood. No, just like a very (laughs) finite look at the world. Like to me, this doesn't go far enough. Like I've read H.P. Lovecraft, you know, and I just feel like the Christian narrative of spirits and possessions or whatever is not that there's no merit in it at all, but to me, it's like just a limited imagination of what the fuck could be going on. Right. I mean, we're ta- we're just, talking about a Bronze Age religion here. I mean, that's what I'm, and it's just like, you know, um, it was pinned by a group of people, it was revised by the Catholic Church. Just a lot of the tenets was just taken and they kind of just dictated what how we were going to read the text. The text also, um, you know, before that was, you know, um, was Judaism and and the Muslim religion. So it's like, I just don't, I just feel like it's too limited because I've done, I've done D&D campaigns with more imagination. Mm-hmm. And it's like, these demons have had all of this I've time read Harry Potter to do everything. And it's like, arcs. I just feel like all of this is just such a limited, and there's other places in the world, you know what I mean? There's like African religions, they believe in a lot of like spirits and um, there's like the, the you know, islands, they believe in a lot of voodoo and stuff like, like there's um, a lot of different takes on all of this. Scientology? So, so it is hard for wild. me, it is hard for me to be like, okay, this is the way you know, that things are. And then mm. I would also add in that like society changes what things are deemed good and what things are deemed bad as society progresses. Right. Those things ebb and weave and change. There's no like, you know, the 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 seven deadly sins themselves are so vague, I think, because it's like vague notions that encapsulate all of the ways that you can like harm the people and society around you like uh i've like i recently saw like a different interpretation of gluttony which is just like hoarding wealth yeah you know and i'd never heard that interpretation of it before but like yeah i mean so like those definitions and you know all of those things like change with where you are in a society so then it's like hard for me to put trust in anybody's like definition of like what would constitute you know you allowing satan into your heart or what marks you you know as um a follower of satan because those things change you know right um i guess like i'll say this that like i think that there are certain people that can like be actors of evil in your life and that doesn't necessarily mean that like they're evil but it's like say like if you engage with this person 
like if you go down a certain road that involves this person that that's like one way of go like you know doing like the Mm -hmm. bad thing basically i like the um i i like and more i'm more drawn to the uh vaguer notions because like you know you look in who was the the guy ramirez was the serial killer out in california the night stalker you look into that man's eyes and you see fucking you know what i'm saying like you see evil and some people i think are i think that um the way that i've always interpreted the bible or the thing that like kind of comforts me more is it's full of metaphor and allegory and that maybe it's not literal satan literal demons yeah no but the maybe demons were like is, the romans occupying judea it's right like, like temptation and mm-hmm. the ills of society that right. we all fall into right. and so it does kind of i guess worry me a little bit to a certain extent, it doesn't really matter, but it does worry me a, a little bit to take something that is like um, a a fault in the programming, like the fault of the society and the earth that we live in and, and you know, the ills of that society, to take that and to attribute it to like, it is because of this outside force that's making you do these things or is leading mm-hmm. you to do these things when uh, I think that kind of diminishes like willpower or people understanding like external factors that make you do things you're not proud of. You know what I mean? Like, like you don't have to have a all around mental illness for the pandemic to have made you really sad and for you to start overeating. And you also yeah. don't There's have to be affected by it. a demon right that like that, there's a cause for that so i don't know i don't really it doesn't sit comfortably with me for it to for us to be to to attribute our whatever the fuck we we're doing to like an outside influence mm. and and because the rules are kind of vague nobody really knows the whole like you know the um the hard and fast like how to actually keep a demon away from from you like there's no mm-hmm. none of this is like solidified and yeah. like step by steps and it's it's all kind of vague so then in my brain it's like well instead of trying to instead of taking your time in your life and worrying about this and sussing all of that shit out how about you do know what's good for you and what's bad for you you mm-hmm. understand like the things that are in your life that you know people get mad at you about or whatever the fuck like you know when you're being a piece of shit Mm. so then it would to me make more sense to like let me live every day being as good as i can to everybody you know to affect a good goodness in the world and that output seems like it kind of um just makes more sense and another one more thing the idea that belief in god can stop can just mark you for satan because he already has you because you don't believe it like believe belief in god as a like initial prerequisite to even be considered as like good or holy mm-hmm. to me is like you know how petty is god no i agree um and, i absolutely agree with that. and also like how 
short-sighted is he do you want people on your team or not dog mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because like there's people who don't believe in god who do whose output is good who um or people affect, who believe in a different god or people like, who believe in a different god so it's like, like a, gandhi. a weird are you gonna level. say gandhi's like a bad dude that's what i'm saying like it's a weird level of of in, bar for entry uh for somebody who's waging a war like be a mm-hmm. better tactician god um, yeah no and i agree and like you know there's also the argument that like people are uh like they grow up without even like knowing about that religion right. so it's like how would they even know right but they just automatically marked for for evil and like and and, and there's to me just like more interesting lore than the monotheistic religions have to offer like you know like irish people have a deep belief in like fairies and spirits of that nature and i find that stuff like i don't super i don't fuck with fairies dude super interesting like beings that i find it more more comfortable for myself to believe that like if spirits do exist it's not about you (laughs) so it's Mm -hmm. like they just don't exist. fuck with them. Don't it's just mess their with them. world. You're right. living in You're, it. You're right. Like it's like they're minding their business, and our paths might cross, and yeah. they may get angry with you. They may put a curse on. They may do something to you because you affronted them in some way. But it's not because like everything is about humanity, and everything is about you. And people are trying to like they don't give a fuck about you. They're just doing their thing, you know. And they can be good, yeah. bad, vindictive, whatever. Yeah, but the issue comes when they're being bad to you. No, I completely agree. An issue does come that way. <laughs> I, I just, I'm like, I just don't jive with the idea that all of these spirits are out here at the behest of some dude trying to lure you to do one thing or like. To do you think, me it you think it's just sense. dudes trying to get their kicks? And and yeah, and also it like. Satan's whole deal doesn't make any sense to me either, really, because one, we only got one side of the story, right? Mm-hmm. We only know God's version of what the fuck happened. Yeah. He could be a liar. We don't know. Um, but it would make more sense to me if Satan's whole deal was like, I want free will and I want to be able to be bad if I want to be bad or be good if I want to be good or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to make those rules for myself and I think I should. Also, mm-hmm. I'm the same as you, so whatever. If that was his whole deal, it is weird to me that this war that's like that Satan is like, I'm going to get more followers than you. More people are going to be um, tempted to live it's the way. It's still about God. Well, He's making it still about well, God. Yeah, but also like, if that's the case, then why wouldn't Satan make hell super rad? Yeah. And then send demons up here to be like, yo, dog. Yo, we got chili dogs and water slides. Um, It's super rad. Because God still has control over all of that. I would argue. But then then how does any of this matter? Because if God does have control over all of that, then it's not a fair fight. I would argue that if if it's Satan's goal to prove that, like, he is the alternative. Like, he, he, he did that. Right. You know, it, he he yeah. got his own kingdom or whatever. And you it's know, the he, opposite. So it is, he, and it is also weird because, like, I guess the the lore just crisscrosses in my head. It doesn't make much sense because it's like, so you're telling me that Satan sends demons, wants to lead you away, but also God will send you to hell for punishment. Then then Satan's his employee. 
dog like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they were still working towards the same yeah. goal it's yeah. it's the lord's goal so then how does any of that make sense so if that is the case then those demons coming up to lure you are at god's behest ipso facto you know right it it is it is it's like god like god um is it's like a, it's like a test it's like so all then, of it is a test so i'm trying to figure out fucking why yeah that's weird and, no it's some bullshit and, and it's, um vindictive and gross and well, like yeah because if god is really omnipotent to, why does he need to test you well and 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 it's like why do if you created so if i like you know i had my kids like i don't i don't fucking create an environment where i'm just like huh do you want to lie to me today like creating you know yeah random tests for them to do when i could just create when god could just create an environment where none of that shit he made us like Mm. why'd you put the temptation button yeah he he didn't put enough enrichment in our cage why you gave us heroin why'd you give us heroin yeah like you know Mm. and drugs is another one because that's also like a tenant and like this is how we know that satan's tempting you with drugs or whatever it's like um you know uh who gives a shit <laughs> you know right. unless that shit is affecting somebody else yeah you know what why is that part of the things that you can do wrong mm-hmm. you know yeah no I, I definitely agree but i think it's more and what about slavery i got so many questions because like what yeah, was that yeah. no what problem with savory, slavery like, but if i take molly i'm going to like hell. huge atrocities done mm-hmm. where does that line up Free was will. that the devil? Was what's, that was the devil in there? What's the stance okay, so on the then, Holocaust? So then, if it's like people can make choices to do slavery, mm-hmm. but you know nobody was tempting them with slavery. That one's just humans' free will and them being like fucking assholes. I mean, maybe. But then it's like the demons are are tempting, tempting you with like cocaine. Mm-hmm. I, Doom, I demons don't. do be tempting you with cocaine, but though. maybe, but maybe they were. Like, why do you think that the demons weren't tempting anyone with slavery? Why do you think that that's not part of it? Why do I think that the like, demons weren't tempting anyone with slavery? Why do you think that the people who were slave owners who the created Bible slavery, says like, slavery is good? Does it? It does. Of like, and at least it, it, and it, it. Not only it t- tells you slavery is good, it tells you to beat your slave. What? And like gives directions on how to what is the acceptable way to beat your slave yeah that's insane but the bible's also cool with rape that's what i'm saying like it's a bad it's not that the ideas as far as like extrapolating them out and trying to figure you know have a a um get a grasp of what's going on in the world is bad it it is a inherently contradictory book because the th- thing is you're still trying to g- g- use a thing again like i said written in the bronze age to examine uh, 2023 i don't know i don't know if it is good you know i i i don't know i, mean, I go back it, and forth on the thing it's like yeah it's it's like um a lot of the things in the bible are weird and shitty and like it don't really paint god in the best light and don't really you know paint his followers in the best light Mm -hmm. it condones a lot of like fucked up shit so it's like it but in the in the eyes of the people who wrote the bible 
excuse me. In the eyes of the people who wrote the Bible, um, you know, uh, those things were fine and normal. But slavery is good and normal, actually. I don't know. Turn into a pillar of salt. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Lot, an angel visits Lot, and he's like, "Yo, the people in the next town. This is where we get like Sodom, Mm -hmm. like Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. So the people in the next town, Sodom and Gomorrah, like all your town, they're all terrible, and um, and they're sex crazed lunatics. And you got God's gonna destroy the city. So you need to like go uh, with your family and run away. So Lot's like." okay um he the angel then leaves his house and as he's leaving the house um people try to rape the angel and and the angel's basically like yeah see that's what i'm telling you like people here they're fucking wild dude Mm -hmm. so um so then uh so then god is is about to destroy the city and he, he sends the angel back to tell lot and his family to like run out of the city and do not look back towards the temptation of the city. Do mm-hmm. not look back. So uh, get the kids, get his two daughters, wife, they run out of the city. Lot's wife looks back towards the temptation and God just turns her into a pillar of salt, pillar of salt just there, right there. And then Lot and his daughters keep on running. When they when uh, they find a cave, they go to sleep in the cave and, and Lot's daughter rapes him in the cave and that's fine. What? She doesn't because she wants into to get because she wants to get pregnant, so that's why she does it. Um, and that's that that's fu- that is just like an addendum to the, like a blip <laughs> on the st- on the story. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, what do you think is good or evil? Bible, like if this is yeah. the creation story you want me to believe, mm-hmm. and if these are the demons you want me to believe in, then mm-hmm. you got to tighten your shit up because this shit is all over the fucking place. So you know? what if? I'm going to pose this to you right now. What if the Bible <laughs> Go ahead, is a that. work of Satan to turn us <laughs> against God? So then what would be, what is God? I, again, I drift back to the idea that like demons um, and things like that are are just metaphors and allegory for the temptation and the hard choices and the bad inclinations of mankind and god to me are those things that are inexplainable um where things work out your way where the sun is shining even bright a beautiful sunset a like you know um things that fill you with awe and appreciation and connectedness Mm -hmm. to the world that you live in like to me that's god Mm-hmm. And then, like, demons and shit like that are just, you know, the bad. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it's too much shit to suss out. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's maybe, just too, we're, we're too in the weeds, dude. But maybe, yeah, that's, maybe that's the point. Maybe maybe it is really simple. I think the demons are the slavers, right? That's what right? I, think. I think. I think it's very simple. And like, and I and and I also think that you know we we know scientifically we've it's uh it's in an episode of Breaking Bad that there is they're positing about the weight of a soul, mm-hmm. um and the things that make up you know the human body. There's like a bit that's left after yeah, like point yeah. four two grams or right. whatever. Right? So like you know whatever we I I cannot say that there's not spirits and things that are unknowable that 
don't like affect the world. I I know for a fucking fact my um I know I know that there was a lady that used that could like predict deaths in her nursing home. I know that shit absolutely. Seen a bitch do it. She would just the day she would come out and go to her fucking rocking chair with a shawl on, somebody was going to die that day. And it happened every fucking time and it was weird. I I think that there is some amount of like connectiveness that we have with the universe that we you know that that we feel things or perceive things more than what is explained through science Mm -hmm. there's probably something else there i just think that you turn yourself you not yourself up if you are trying to like understand the thoughts and motivations and feelings of a being that's been here since the dawn of time who doesn't live on this realm mm-hmm. in this realm like you just twist yourself up in knots and there's no point in doing that you just need to live for the universe that you got here before you mm-hmm. yeah that's very beautiful thanks yeah what do you think jesse and don't say something stupid <laughs> uh, <sighs> he wasn't thinking at all i, I wasn't actually uh no, I don't know, man. I I have issues, right? Like, I think using... I have a lot of issues, especially, like, when mental health comes into it. I think, um, like, especially with, like, that Hell House thing you talked about. Like, mm-hmm. the, these... This was just a case of, like, s- like, generational trauma and, like, systemic inequality resulting in uh, terrible, like, abuse, you know? And... Well, then how do you explain all of these caseworkers seeing this kid actually walk backwards up a a wall? I don't think they saw that. But they all said they did. I think they convinced themselves they saw that, or someone convinced them that they saw that. Maybe the demon. I think Zach Baggins had a very vested interest in uh, crafting a compelling narrative. No. Okay, so this family wouldn't even talk to him because (laughs) there's two theories on this. One... This shit actually happened to them. They didn't want anything to do with him because he'd been inside their old house. Um, second theory, uh, they had been in communication with a movie producer who wanted to make a real movie about their story. I mean... Do you... Do you not... Do you, I, do, do you I, was, think, I think those people believe they're... I, I think... But like... It's in, like, the realm of possibilities is how I like to look at shit. Like, what are all of our options of possibilities? And we do know that um, um, eyewitness testimony is shaky at best, mm-hmm. but also especially for, you know, it's like, there's time periods, like, back in, like, when the Ouija board, like, right before the Ouija board was Ouija. made or whatever. People would just go to like seances like like dabbling in this kind of thing was just like you know like a thing so like there are people who could you know there there is a there is a possibility that people could lie and say they saw something that they did not that they okay but for for example one of the one of the case workers she actually moved out of town like she left everything because it was so traumatizing for her she didn't want to be anywhere near it she had to like start over completely and like get like a ton of therapy 
just because she yeah, saw I'm the shit. you see some horrible shit as a caseworker, and maybe... But it was because of this case. Maybe you would want so bad to rationalize that, like, like people can't do horrible shit to each other that you're just like, oh, it's a demon. It must be a demon because, like, people couldn't hurt their kids. Like, somebody couldn't hurt their children. Like I don't know. I, all I'm saying is I think you should just watch the documentary and, like, see for yourself I'll what you think. I, I will watch it, but I have, a, uh, I have a very complicated relationship with Zach Baggins. Like, when you were talking about the things that you could... Uh, that could like be testaments to um, you having a uh, a possession are also just like symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning, like you going crazy, you seeing things, or like sleep um, paralysis sleep, or some um, shit, like sleep high fatigue, uh, to, like like all of that is just like also carbon monoxide. All people going crazy, also lead poisoning. Um, there's just shit in nature that can, mm-hmm. you know. Ergot, like we talked about in the uh, LSD yeah. episode. Like, it, it, bacteria. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I think... There's, really there's a bacteria out there that just makes... Like, it's not a bacteria. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, like a parasite that can bite you. And if it bites you, you just want to commit suicide. Like, nothing will stop you from trying to kill yourself. Is it is a thing... It is in Australia. No, you don't because you would have been successful by now. Like you mm. will go the distance to and it and like it bites animals and they do it. They just fucking that's run crazy. in a traffic, kill themselves. If it bites a person, that's what they're going that's to the do. Thing. I, I until, feel like reality is so much more horrifying. Like how much of this is like just a result of like I said, living under like systemic oppression (laughs) like and suffering from like mental illness right or like i don't know like it just seems like there's so many factors to account for it's hard for me if it is demons then how do what's the point in trying to combat things like systemic oppression like because it's just it's because it's just demons yeah so why why try just go towards the lord (laughs) but what does the lord want we don't even know yeah i don't know he's low-key kind of pro-rape dude like that's what the bible says but as i said before, so then how do you go towards the lord then your own personal intuition so then what is the point of believing in any of it right if the lord is your own personal if going towards the lord is your own personal like this is how i'm good this is how i'm bad then like what then his code was already written in your DNA, you know? So I guess I'll just say like for myself, like I do feel like, like we, like we have free will and I feel like my willpower has been suffering. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like in having free will, I need to exercise some of my will. Yes. If that, does that make sense? I completely agree. I said that earlier. Like, willpower and trying to better yourself or what mm-hmm. like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and if you need religion to like hold you accountable to have something backing you up doing that thing like that's not i mean honestly my kids are that for me i'm not saying like you know what i'm saying like you sometimes it's super helpful to keep it together for you to have something that you're fighting 
for uh, a, you know, an ideal that you're. Well, and like even for myself, like it wouldn't just be me like being like, oh, I don't want to go to hell. It's it's me being like, I am not anywhere in my life, like near where I should be near where I want to be. So that would be the thing that I would be. Yeah, it's like a motivational for. And it's like it's not. um, Okay, it's it's also not. It's a bit um, crushing, I think, the individualistic um, thrust in our society where, like, you know, like, you live in a capitalist-driven society where you're not going, like, the idea of, like, making it is becoming harder and harder, and everybody feels like they're strained tighter and tighter, and... um, and I, I guess all I'm trying to say is that it's like your response to those things to dip into vices or live your life like, you know, not to its fullest is completely understandable. And it's not necessarily your fault. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, not some moral it's shortcoming. Not a it's moral Jeff shortcoming. It is literally trying to fucking survive you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. if you're fucking sad all the time and you know you you feel like i want to go out and go out with my friends and have if you want to take a mind altering substance just to fucking numb it it's painful life is fucking not good right now so Mm -hmm. it's like you know it's not a moral failing of yours to be struggling or to feel like oh shit look at where i am i need to rein it in like that's not that is succumbing to the society that you live in and that's like okay it's nice it's great that you recognize it and it's great that you want to do better but i just don't want you to think it's like you're a bad person you yeah like you're bad because it's like it's it's hard to exist to exist it's so much fucking pressure right now and well let me tell my story yeah yeah all right so uh like i said stacy your story was a really good primer into mine because today i am telling you the story of the haunting of the snedeker family oh okay in 1986 philip snedeker was diagnosed with hodgkin's lymphoma at just 14. philip was the eldest of four and was born to carmen and alan snedeker the best option to treat him was hundreds of miles away in Southington, Connecticut. The best option to treat him was hundreds of miles away in Southington, Connecticut. And so they began packing their family of eight, which was Carmen, Allen, their three sons, a daughter. No. What? Yeah, a daughter and two nieces. Uh, and Carmen went to Southington to look for an apartment. She had a really hard time finding anything in their price range that was still big enough. Uh, to fit their whole family. But thanks to a massive stroke of luck, uh, Carmen came across a rental pop property being renovated mere miles away from the hospital. She explained her situation to the landlord, and he cut Carmen a good deal. Uh, Alan would have to visit on the weekends until his transfers went through, but things were looking up until they began to move in. While they were carrying a load of boxes down in the basement, Carmen discovered a strange set of tools. Brutal-looking brutal saws, scalpels, full forceps. These were all, like, medical equipment. Mm-hmm. Upon further investigation, she found a walk-in deep freeze and a small automated lift that she would later learn was used for transporting bodies from the basement 
to the upper Look, floor. I don't give a fuck how good of a deal you get on a house. Y'all go remove the walk-in freezer, dog. Like, there well, is absolutely no reason. How do you remove a walk-in freezer from the basement? I don't basement? fucking know. You better figure it out. Why, or where are you going to remove out? that? I feel like that sounds amazing. Well, that was... Can you imagine actually, how many things you could keep in there? That was part that's of the landlord the logic, actually, was that the walk-in freezer would be useful to the family. That's, that's my problem, though. The amount of shit you can, you can put in it. What were you putting in it? Well... Uh, and when Carmen called to find out, she found out that it was bodies because this used to be a funeral home. Mm. But you uh, know what I would put in there? I put uh, chicken nuggets. I put pizza rolls. I put mm. Totino's pizza. I put ice cream. That's what I put in there. Hell yeah, basement. brother. That's exactly what I put set. in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Carmen called the landlord to be like, yo, what the fuck? And uh, like I said, he would reveal that this was formerly a funeral home where bodies were processed in-house. Okay. Um, he removed everything but the body lift because he couldn't get that shit out. And then, of course, the deep freeze. Honestly, as a kid, I would be super stoked. Like, right. dude, dude. Um, I tell everybody. Like, Carmen and Alan decided not to tell the kids where they were living, though Philip would quickly piece it together. He was 14 years old. He wasn't dumb. Um, not after... Uh, not long after, Carmen would begin mopping upstairs to prepare to move the furniture in. And as she began to ran- run her mop across the floor, the water got darker and murkier until it eventually turned into what she described as a dark red group goop. Like a viscous. Like blood, blood. if you will. Uh, and then just like that, she blinks and the water turns back to normal. Carmen wrote this off as exhaustion. Uh, moves are really stressful on top of be- her son being really sick, right? But soon enough, they got everything settled and Philip would begin his treatment and things were getting to as close to normal as you know they could get. Uh, however, the sense of normalcy wouldn't last long. Philip began to get have began having violent outbursts. He would start screaming at his parents and physically attacking his siblings. Then one night while sleeping in his dope ass new basement bedroom. Ooh. They put him in the basement? <laughs> yes. Isn't that where they do the autopsies? Yes. Yes. Uh, Philip began to feel the temperature drop. An, an ominous presence washed over him and he began to hear a faint but growing whisper Philip. 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 That was nice. Thank you. I think it's child abuse to put your kid in the basement. I, I think if the basement used to be used to process corpses, I would agree with you. Yeah, I, I always, think, I think like any, I, I always wanted a basement room as a kid. It like I think that it's okay for your kid to be like, hey, I would like to live in the basement mm-hmm. for privacy and distance and whatever. I think that it is to force them, to force your children. Well, you're assuming in I a windowless I, basement. I don't know if we forced. I don't know okay. if they forced him. I just want you know? my, my I, I would not disagree ideal with you. to be known. That's Can not I okay. just talk about myself for a second? Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, I used to hang out in my basement all the time. I had a big TV down there. I'd watch Hell it. Yeah. I'd write screenplays, do all kinds of stuff. Um, I would not sleep down there. Never. No. The spiders. That tracks for who you are today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It does. <clears throat> I'm not wearing the headphones right now, so yeah, I, I don't care. I was waiting for you to say something, but you weren't wearing the headphones. Yeah. So, 
Uh, Carmen and Alan, he would tell his parents about this, but Carmen and Alan would br just brush this off. Clearly, this was just a result of his lymphoma treatments. But just in case, they approached the, pre uh, the priest that married the two of them and asked him to perform a blessing on Philip in the house. So, okay, so that also pisses me off. Because, mm. like... Are you fucking telling me that your child is like, hey, some freaky shit's happening in this basement? And then you, someone who clearly believes in the woo, because mm -hmm. you called your priest to form a, to do a blessing, didn't just remove your son from the fucking basement? Yeah, for sure. You go sleep in the fucking basement, sure. you asshole. I agree. 100%. Um, but this blessing would... It would take one time. I'm sorry. It would just it would take one time for my kids to be like, hey, I feel unsafe in this space that I'm in you know, these for are, me to adjust the space that they're in. These are all very valid criticisms that will come up again, okay. I promise okay, you. Okay, I'll show um, uh, This only seemed to make things worse, though. Now all of the other children were starting to see shadowy figures move at night, and this came to a head when one night after dinner, their youngest daughter looked up from her dollhouse to see a strange woman with no eyes dressed in white. Um, all of the children began sleeping with the lights on, However, this did little to deter the presence that was invading their lives. The younger boys were now seeing a man with long hair cloaked in black, and they decided to th tell their parents what they've been seeing. Alan was having none of it. He decided to tell them the truth uh, about their house being a funeral home, but assured them that they had no reason to be afraid. He then pulled Philip aside and explained that this was simply his medications reacting, and that being the eldest, it was his responsibility to keep the younger kids from freaking out. <laughs> Go ahead. I just think it's bullshit. I First agree. First of all, you should have just told them at the beginning mm -hmm. that, you know, the story of where, where they were living. It's weird for you to try to oddly protect them in that way by not giving them knowledge, especially, again, because they do believe in the woo. Right. As a family. So Definitely. the fuck? And then um, it, if it gets to a point that all of your kids are sleeping with the lights on... Maybe y'all just need to bunk up together, and you know what I'm yeah, saying. Like, definitely, like do something to, kids to, feel... to console your children. Right, exactly. Um, I think it was worth mentioning, though, that Alan was understandably under a lot of stress. Right, his his son has fucking Hodgkin's lymphoma. They're having to move across the country. The bills are mounting higher and higher uh, uh, because the real enemy, I think the real horror here is the American healthcare system, yeah. right? Like, he should be able to take some time off. Absolutely. Um, and he received, a, a, like, uh, an electric bill that was in the hundreds of dollars, and this is in the late 80s, so that's, like... Super. Crazy. Chunky. You know? Yeah. Uh, and finally, it had it, and he went into each of the children's bedrooms and took away their light bulbs. Took away their light bulbs? He took away their light bulbs. That's that's really rude. Why? Did he right? give them a fucking candle or something? I, well, he gave them something, because later that night, when Philip was in bed, he awoke to flashing lights. He sat up to see his little sister playing with the light switch, causing the lights to flick on and off. He chased his sister upstairs, but when she rounded the corner, she disappeared. He told his parents what had happened, and they told him it couldn't have been his sister, because she slept with them all night and never got up. And oh, that's creepy. Also, there were no light bulbs in the light sockets. Right. Oh, that's really creepy. Do you think that this is going to help with your kid's lymphoma? Him just stressing the fuck out. Cannot all the time? imagine it. It would. Um, Can I just say? Okay, yeah. 
um do we think that the little girl was a doppelganger or do we think that well, he just I, confused at this point, it philip as philip is sister. freaked out because he's convinced that whatever is in the house can take the form of a person specifically their family their family but i this is just like a a, a serious question though like do you think that maybe it was like a little girl who like died in the funeral well, home we'll get or okay i i will we will get to what we think it is or what is speculated to be going on here okay all right um while all of this happening, uh, the family was experiencing all of like the cliche ghost story stuff. Uh, I, this demon is honestly kind of a hack. Like sometimes the house would just smell like rotten eggs. Uh, doors would open and close themselves. Things would go missing, but like in a spooky way, not in like an ADHD way. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then one evening, Carmen and, Carmen set the table for dinner, and then went down to the deep freeze to grab some chicky nuggies. Uh, when she came back, all of the plates in the silverware were just gone. Just never to be seen again. Uh, Carmen at some point also noticed that all of the crucifixes that they had kept in the house had just disappeared. Um, was one of the kids um, Chris Angel the mind freak? Yes, I think so. Yeah, he had yes. just he had been mind freaking him the whole time. He was mind freaking yep. him the whole time. How could the crucifixes disappear if like evil things if they can't touch? Well, I guess. Things? I mean, I guess. Uh, well, this is a thing like that's very common in these stories. Is like. Uh, like in the Amityville horror, like one of the things they experienced was like the poltergeist or whatever would uh, like invert all of the crucifixes in the house. So like they can interact with this stuff well, according to the the lore. The maybe deep lore. I would also you know whatever maybe um they just put them in the walls. They didn't interact with the crucifix necessarily. They made the walls all gummy. <laughs> for it to like suck into the wall. Sure. Okay. Okay. Because the cross needs to be visible for it to have an effect, right? No. So I, I would just assume that they would, you know, try to make it not be visible. Regardless, this went on for like a year. Uh, and Carmen and Alan rejected what was right in front of their eyes the whole time, but they would eventually be forced to confront the truth. One night after coming home from a date, Carmen's oldest niece claimed she was sexually assaulted by a ghost. She yelled for Carmen, who came running. She sat with her niece and prayed to calm her down, but assured her that ghosts aren't real. But then, right before her eyes, she saw a spectral hand grope her niece's breast and then disappear into the wall. That's so stupid. <laughs> I am sorry. You remember that? Cl- you remember that? That uh, the fucking screen cap I sent you? That's so funny, dude. Um. So, because like, <laughs> presumably, uh, the ghost like stops when the, the screaming occurs and then when he gets an audience in the room he's like one more squeeze yeah, just honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go <laughs> like what sometimes i'll just grab a hazy's boob and just be like Aruga! and i kind of imagine that's what was going yeah, on yeah it's there. just really funny for for him to be like ah you startled me <laughs> but let now me get that it one more has appeared <laughs> um so this at this point, Al's starting to get freaked out, too. And he's starting to hear music late at night. Uh, he's starting to hear people talking. And it gets to the point where he is going room to room in the house, checking each one with a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, Shoot this ghost dog. <laughs> right? Uh, it wasn't long after that um, that he also uh, is sodomized by the ghost. Jeez. Um, like in his butthole? In his in his That's where sodomy. Yep, that is where sodomy occurs. tends to happen. 
Um, cool. And he described it as being it just he was laying in bed and he tried to reach out to Carmen, but he couldn't move. And he felt a sharp pain in his anus. Uh, and that's that's how he described it. Um, and so after this, they finally reach out for help. See, of course, it's after yeah. he after fucking he gets butt butt fucked by the demon. Yeah. Why is it a sharp pain though? Because like, but I've experienced that, and it wasn't necessarily. You've experienced demon butt fucking? No, just the regular kind. Well, this is like... demonic butt fucking. But why? Does well, that have I to think be that there there is a sharp pain when they cross the threshold. Shit hurts. Is there? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, if you're not like relaxed and lubed up and stuff. If you're not doing anal with a literal woman, that was a joke about Dominic. Oh, being a lady. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm also gonna say though, in my uh, research about demons, oh, um, I thought you meant butt sex. People have uh, recounted their experiences with being raped by a demon as mm-hmm. actually being satisfying. Uh, I actually, so I do want to touch on this later too, but yes, that is a thing. You're right. So, I mean, I just feel like what purpose does it serve for the demon to do it painfully? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well. The uh, demon should want him to like it. I think you're right. I think yeah. he needs to be a more tender lover is what Stacy's saying. Right. Okay. Um, I, uh, I had my first... Um, sleep paralysis experience like I've never I'm really jealous I like wanna, a year I ago it's I've not as the worst thing I'm sure it's terrible I've I've ever just, I'm so curious about it the was awful but part of that was definitely like a feeling of deep violation yeah, like there's super something it was um, sleep is a feeling of sexual violation yes, is super common there with is, sleep paralysis I think and I, I don't know I haven't like researched it but to rationalize it in my brain, I would think that that happens a lot to um, women, like our deepest, like, you know, the the terror that's out there. I mean, there's a lot of terrors out there for women, but one of them would be um, to lack the ability to move or respond, you know, while being violated in yeah. that way. And I think maybe our brain, because it can't like suss out what the fuck is happening and we're asleep and we're like halfway between conscious and waking world that maybe, although there was no actual violation, that the feeling of violation Mm -hmm. was there because we could not move. So if I recall correctly, there is an episode of Stuff You Should Know where they talk about sleep paralysis and it's actually Mm -hmm. like a neurological thing. Like Mm -hmm. there's some part, it triggers some part of your brain that is like close to the sexual parts of your brain. There's some like crossover, like neuroelectricity there. A logical leap in that I can't, I'm immobile. I can't move, but I'm awake. Why can't I move? No, if I remember correctly, it's, it's a uh, it's a neurochemical response going on there. Okay. Anyway, continue. Um, so it was after this they finally called some professionals. Enter Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay. Real life Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yep. Did I say first. Ghostbusters? I meant Hucksters. Sorry. Uh, you know, you would know Ed and Lorraine Warren from stuff like the Amityville Horror, The Conjuring, and Annabelle. 
Yep. And I got to say that they are nowhere near as attractive as the actors that play Absolutely them. Absolutely not. Definitely Ed not. is a real butterface. Absolutely. Um, Who's that girl? Um, something Farmiga, her name is. I don't know. She's gorgeous, though. Her last name is Farmiga. And then her daughter, um, T- uh, Taza Farmiga, was in American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Oh, right on. Uh, and also in one of the Conjuring. Probably. Yeah, I think it's Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga plays. That's a terrible name, by the way. So uh, Ed and Lorraine heavily documented the goings on in the house, right? right? Over the course of two years. And they eventually gather gather enough evidence to get the Catholic Church to go ahead and agree to come in and perform an exorcism, driving out the ghost. Um, So eventually it was revealed that Ed and Lorraine believed that the person that owned the funeral home mm-hmm. was a necromancer mm-hmm. and he was fucking the corpses mm-hmm. and that's what caused them to be angry not a necromancer yes uh, he was a necromancer performing necrophilia okay i see what you said okay um and so in 1992 a book titled dark place the story of a true haunting was published detailing the events that took place and then in 2009 a film based on that book was released under the title the haunting in connecticut it's mm-hmm. fucking dog shit. Um, so okay. this was originally just going to be a spooky story. Mm-hmm. Right. However, uh, upon doing my research, it turned into an entire thing. Okay. Uh, I discovered an episode of Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Ooh. where Ooh. she interviewed uh, the, the family, mm-hmm. right, and the Warrens, mm-hmm. as well as the people who lived in the house after them, and all of their neighbors, oh. and a bunch of other people, and they're full of shit. They're all full yeah, That's of what I was, shit. I was thinking. Also- None of them believed anything that they were saying. Um, so- They disagreed too, right? Like the family- and the the Bob is Bobbitts. Was their name? Where are the Warrens? Names? Warrens. They disagreed, the right? In <laughs> I was thinking Lorraine, Lorraine Bobbitt. Yes. Lorraine Bobbitt. Yeah, yeah, she cut off the dick. Um, but they disagreed in their accounts. Am I? Am, uh, you might be right. I, I honestly okay. did not do super deep research like I okay. have been because I wanted it to be fun, but I couldn't help myself and dug too deep and ruined it. You know, um, there was a guy. Oh, it was so good in the. Uh, <laughs> so in the episode of Sally Jesse Raphael, they had like a uh, a skeptic come in who had essentially just been going around debunking all of the Warren mm-hmm. shit, right? And he comes on the show and he sits down and Ed Warren just starts immediately arguing with him and the guy's just not having any of his shit. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know you're a loud mouth, Ed. You're going to let me talk or not? He's <laughs> just so fucking <laughs> shitty the entire time. It's great. Wow. Um, we also learned that Philip uh, had been doing LSD mm. a lot. Which would, you know, attribute to the hallucinations he was having. And, you know, also I would say, like, because at first I was leaning towards, like, um, it's a fucking gas leak in their house. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but I would say, also, it's very easy to, like... Your ki- kids are so susceptible to things. Yeah. And, and they want to... Um, be interesting, have something to say, mm-hmm. please you as a parent. Um, so if like you suggest 
something to kids, it's just easy for them to use their imaginations to... Oh, for sure. Fill in the gaps from there. Run wild with it. Or to... um, have scary dreams and nightmares and to think that like that is a legitimate thing that mm-hmm. you know that is happening definitely in real life yeah uh i think my favorite my favorite part of the the entire episode of uh, sally i i watched it like two or three times mm-hmm. um but one of the people living there after the family moved out <laughs> goes well i talked to the landlord and he said y'all weren't having problems with ghosts until you started having problems with your rent <laughs> and then the entire audience went "Ooh, <laughs> it was so good i am that audience really they oh, yeah. do not make talk shows like they used to no man. they don't dude. it's such a bummer no they don't um uh okay yeah i um That shit is all bullshit. Yeah. I I think as like the the Warrens. Oh, I sorry. And, go ahead. The writer, the guy that wrote the book, mm-hmm. um, after Ed Warren's death, came out and was like, "Yeah, so Ed and I just cooked all this shit up." Yeah, like because he like, wrote all. He wrote the Amityville Horror. He wrote this one. All of he wrote like the Annabelle shit. You the Conjuring. He wrote all of those. You can't make a life out of doing those things. And you make a living off of it um, while not being a huckster mm-hmm. to some extent. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, and I agree. Even it- and I like, I think, like, even if um, like certain things are real, I think that, like, if they are real, they're so rare that in order to try to make a living off of something like that, you would have to pretend which is what i was or even saying a more about, like, charitable ghost interpretation shows. interpretation would be like to convince the masses maybe you need to make up a more bombastic story mm-hmm. right mm. yeah that that part um for sure um all right well is that the end guys i think so i mean that's the end for me stacy do you have any anything so what else? did what did we uh what did we conclude um who killed that that woman are demons real are they not real uh was that family haunted what what's our conclusion uh husband no no um husband i was actually just thinking i have another theory that maybe there's a story actually i would i want to husband it doesn't matter no yes uh there's a story about um a lady who uh, was like super into like rape fantasies and like a, like extreme BDSM and stuff like that, and wanted uh, a dude to like rape and murder her. So she went on forums and like solicited Jesus. a guy to do that, and then a guy did that. And the whole thing was basically like, should he be put in prison, and if so, for how long? Yes, because. She asked for it. It's like assisted suicide, kind of. But I would say, I don't know, man. Just because someone allows you to do your sadistic torture fantasy yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you should. But I say all that to say. It's maybe, also not the same thing as assisted suicide at all. Yeah, maybe, though, um, that is... That's kind of what was going on in my story. Like, maybe old girl and her ex-husband had oh had like weird, a kink thing weird kink proclivities 
and um, things spiraled out of control, which would... That's a, a real it's super far fetched. Far, yeah. It's if that's spiraling, that's, I literally that's just a, can't make heads or tails of it. If she did it herself or not, I just can't imagine without it being. There's no fucking shot, dude. There's no shot. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what happened there. But also, yeah, uh, probably the husband. It doesn't matter, or it, yes, the real as you manifest them individually um and uh they were full of shit yeah they just needed to sell a book because their son had hodgkin's lymphoma and they had a lot of medical debt which is sad uh no it is what it is so so which ones are good bad and funny no they're all spooky that but was the point. Yeah, was, they're all spooky. But I but I but I feel like it'd be fun to, to suss out which ones are good bad and funny. Yours was would be funny. No. Okay. I think weirdly yours is, enough, good. Yeah, and yours would, and Jesse's would be funny, and mine would be bad. Okay, I think especially because it's like a real thing that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I love the uh, that fucking screen cap I sent you from the. <laughs> it was just so it was a picture of uh, Al, and it said it just said Al believes he was sodomized by a demon. <laughs> so good. <laughs> But no, I think that if a demon were to sodomize someone, they would want it to be a good experience because they would be trying to get temptation is there. You like this? There's plenty more of it where that came from. Exactly. But but it's also like weird. People already want to have sex, dog. Like, (laughs) you know, I don't know if you need to sodomize somebody to to bring them over to your team. Half of the hentai games that are being advertised to me on Steam are of, like, ghosts. Just get fucked by a ghost. Like, yeah, people love that shit. It's all they can think about. Allegedly. Or so I've heard. <laughs> Do you think that there's ghost porn? I feel like... Oh, 100%. Yeah, I've I seen even, ghost porn. I never even thought about looking that up. Let's pull it up right now on the TV. We'll include a link to the ghost Absolutely porn in the description not. of the episode. <laughs> Um, what is ghost porn like? Like, what do they do? Uh, well, he stands behind her, right, and kind of guides her hands up and down the penis. Which one's the ghost? Hit him. The dude. Because the movie Ghost. Oh. <laughs> it's just uh, usually just like a lady writhing around pretending like she's currently fucking or a dude have you seen writhing the, around <clears throat> pretending as if he's fucking someone but there's no one there have you seen the is one what the ghost porn is like so oh. are you familiar with the the fuck machine subgenre yes. where so it's just like a dildo attached to a piston yeah katie's really into this. uh good for katie um too violent for me but there's one i saw of like a plastic skeleton attached to the dildo attached to the piston fucking the girl and she's dressed as a witch okay so 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 elaborate dog it's like you know what you know it's like work on your imagination yeah and i'm saying like i don't think that you need so much actual real life like like uh tan tangential 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 um tangible no yeah tangible tangential is a different word you're right uh you don't need tangible shit you know 
if your imagination is where it should be like i don't know though. i don't like, think they're... that you really need a you know torso like some dudes oh, I see what you're saying. or like I, I think there's some merits you, to bringing some like implements into the bedroom or whatever for like role play purposes but like i believe bringing... that is true for if you're with another person i think it is very oh, weird i see what you're saying for yes. you to masturbate and not be saying. able to use your imagination like, to go the full dolls distance yeah weird yeah but like, like a pocket a pussy that's perfectly reasonable yeah because it doesn't it's not like you're like it doesn't actually look like a whole human human yeah yeah just go buy a prostitute hire a prostitute right dog like get therapy or something mm -hmm. like you're clearly too lonely are those the two options mm -hmm. for that hire a prostitute or get therapy yes. you're like clearly too too fucking lonely to function yeah <laughs> You've been listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Spooky. The Good, The Bad, and The Spooky is hosted by Jesse McIntyre, Lynette Thomas, and Stacey Stark. Out intro music by Jared Scott. For more, you can follow us on Facebook at The Good, The Bad, and The Funny. And uh, if you want to support us, you can follow us on Patreon at The Good, The Bad, and The Funny. Uh, and if you have any stories you'd like to hear uh, featured on the podcast, you can email us at goodbadorfunny at gmail.com. Everybody say boo! Boo! boo. boo.